I was frozen today. Outside, we couldn't see it from our vantage point. fans and welcome to our vantage point fourth annual holiday special hello wrestling fans i'm joe Morata. that's michael quinn how you doing there michael ho 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 howdy <laughs> doody howdy doody wow it's christmas hey it's christmas it's festivus here on monday the 23rd right. Fest- sorry festivus. Wrong, wrong holiday uh, but whatever you celebrate thank you for being with us again here as we romp you through not the world of retro wrestling this week well sort of in a sense uh, but we're romping you through a 1991 cult classic maybe a cult i don't even know if there's a cult, cult for it quotes, <laughs> like maybe maybe suburban commando and that'll be coming up in a couple of minutes but uh it's our fourth holiday special quinn which is crazy we have wow, uh, four christmases four yeah Kwanzas and hanukkahs, yeah, hanukkahs well. and festivai and festivai <laughs> don't yeah. forget festivai is that how you would say multiple festivuses i believe so okay i believe that's canonical okay uh, so folks as we uh, have done every year we like to do something a little bit different for this review here obviously next week on the 30th we will be back for episode number 159. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if this is your first time catching OVP and you're like, hey, where's the retro wrestling talk? Just check the episode before this. It's Again, fine. sort of retro yeah, wrestling. there's sort of wrestling. There's, there's <laughs> yeah. some elements of wrestling in this. Yeah. Uh, speaking of elements, there's some elements of OVP over on Twitter. If you want to follow us there, that's at OVP Podcast. You can also email us at ovppodcast at gmail.com. We also have a group on Facebook, which is uh, where you can discuss retro wrestling. And normally we'll do a whole big intro for that, but I'm just going to be playing with you. Go to Facebook, search Our Vantage Point, dash. Retro, dash, don't forget the dash, Retro Wrestling Podcast. It's a great group where we try to uh, be nice to each other, mm-hmm. but we discuss various forms of retro wrestling. Yeah. Quinn came up with a catchphrase, which was, uh, don't be a dingus. Don't be a dingus. Um, <laughs> Facebook slash Christmas, because I won't be able to say that <laughs> next week. So yeah, That's right, right. Um, you know, all the stuff, Kaflui. Kaflui. Gore. Yeah. Series of tubes. This is uh, the laziest <laughs> Facebook. It's Christmas. It, it, it's we're, Christmas. We're like around the tree. We don't give a shit. You're having your like, eggnog. Yeah. yeah. You've got your antlers on yeah. or whatever you're doing. Maybe you're airing your grievances around the Festivus poll. Is this also when we say check out Mike Mills and yeah, the Potty Award winning? Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, Let's just do it all now. from Allentown right. <laughs> and WPA. WPA. Yeah, that's the one. Those are our three friends of the show. I did that- them all backwards. <laughs> I think that's why it screwed me up. That's fine. Check out our three friends of the show, too. Yeah, that's the wrestling podcast about <laughs> nothing. They've got their uh, Festivus episode out right now today. You can also check out Book in the Territory with Mike Mills. That's our Southern Fried Brethren bringing you the best from Smoky Mountain and the NWA. And the one-man show, the award-winning, of course, critically acclaimed, Greetings from Allentown. Those are our friends of the show. And one more little piece of business here. If you want to want to spread a little holiday cheer, you can head on over to patreon.com slash OVP podcast. We have rewards starting as low as $2 and only all the way up to $5. And that's going to get you $5. We'll get you everything that we do, which is raw video, back archives of all of our Rushmore and Death Valley extras, commentaries, live 1983 reviews every week, and the uh, coup de gras, if you will. The pay-per-views. Yeah. Yes, the cup of grace. Yeah. The, <laughs> the um, pay-per-view reviews. Right now is uh, Survivor Series 88 is out right now. And next month for January, coincidentally, will be the Royal Rumble for 1989. So that'll wow. be a fun time. Yeah. That's patreon.com slash OVP podcast. That is all the uh, the essentials and particulars, I think, out of the way, Quinn. This is a mm-hmm. review that we are excited about doing. 
It is a movie. It was chosen by you, the fans, in a very close vote. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, You know, it's funny. I kind of wanted to do the other movie. What is Body, Body Slam? Because yeah. that looked like a piece of shit to the point of like a good piece of shit. Just yeah, like a good so shit. Freaking horrible that I like. Yeah, like let's review this. But, <laughs> right, but this one apparently suburban. If I like one vote or something, what, I, I think Richard what Land is this, campaigned. Two thousand election. Yeah, what is like, there hanging chat around yeah. here? Hey, here's an idea. Never bring that up again. You hanging chode. I think Richard Land campaigned a little bit for it, so it I one more Gore campaign for it too. <laughs> on the internet that he yeah. invented. Uh, but yes, yeah, Suburban Commando uh, won the poll here. Now this features noted actor Hulk Hogan, right? Uh, the the top actor in all the world. In, he was really lighted up in 1991 he in was. the acting department. Yes, uh, SAG award winning. No, yeah, but, uh, SAG <laughs> member possibly, maybe, <laughs> maybe, probably. Do you think Vince got a SAG card just because he? Vin- Hulk was in SAG too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if I had to guess way off the top of my head, yeah. Ridiculous. Now, obviously, this is not Hogan's first full length film. He had a rather notable appearance in Rocky 3 as Thunderlips in the flesh. Baby. Yes. <laughs> Against Rocky. Thunderlips is here in the flesh, baby. And then they parlayed his fame from being in the wrestling. <laughs> so famous. To No Holds Barred in right. 1989, which we reviewed, incidentally, three years ago. That's a Christmas special as well, right? Yes, it is. Our first one. Now, we, I think at the time we also reviewed the movie The Match, um, when we did No Holds Barred. Yes, right? We did. He's, the- a, he's a double athlete. He can <laughs> act and he can match. <laughs> so. He can act and he can match. Right, yeah. uh, now, that movie, obviously... Despite the WWF like forcing all of their wrestlers to go on screen and be like, it's the best movie ever. And forcing Bobby the Brain to go watch it on prime time. <laughs> with Gorilla. Which he didn't really want to. That's one of the better par- prime times with the <laughs> yeah. two of them. What's weird? No, but I just walked through here like that. He's the president of the World Wrestling Face here with his lovely is. bride. Did you see his lovely bride? Yeah, Bow Wow City. Will you stop? It's clearly not good in the sense that a movie is good, but it's a. It was a fun was watch. Was it written over a weekend in, involving like being locked in a hotel room with and cocaine. cocaine? Yeah, like <laughs> that's, and that's an actual true story. That's the Gaga that I've heard. Is yeah, that there was um, like a rewrite at Vince the last Nolan. second, and that Hulk and Vince locked themselves in a hotel room for two days, and they came out with that. <laughs> so two years later, uh, Hulk Hogan was planning on dropping the title finally for for real this time to the Ultimate Warrior at WrestleMania six and. In addition to just taking time off because Hogan had been doing this almost nonstop since 1984 for Vince and obviously earlier for Japan and the AWA, we uh, had some time to film a movie here. And that movie was filmed, as far as I understand, in 1990 during Hogan's brief hiatus. And that movie was Suburban Commando. Now, from what I've read on the internet, and that means Wikipedia, yeah, is it's a good site. Yes. That this movie was originally developed, Quinn. Uh, with Arnold Schwarzenegger in mind. Actually, you know, that makes a lot of sense yep. based off, like, the plot is actually, like, sort of coherent. Yep. You know? And the person he'd be playing again, you know, his his buddy, yeah. would have been Danny DeVito. Oh, okay. So, to me, this seems like it's like kindergarten cop then. Yeah, or sense, so. right. Like, yeah, one just, of those. It's, it's one of those kind of, oh, look at the goofy superhero type guy right. and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Now, incidentally, they would go on to do, was it twins together that those two did? Danny I DeVito think, and Schwarzenegger and twins, right? Didn't they also do the one where Arnold Schwarzenegger was pregnant nine or months? something? No, I don't think. With Danny wait, DeVito? Wait, nine months is not that. That's that's Hugh Grant, right? What am I thinking of? There's one where Schwarzenegger is pregnant know, or something. What a fucking dumb <laughs> idea for a movie. I know. Hey, it had to be done, right? Yeah. So anyway, Hulk Hogan gets the role here. But one of the things about it is it was distributed by uh, New Line Cinema, who 
obviously Quinn's going to have a story for that in a minute, but New Line Cinema, <laughs> to me, anytime I think New Line Cinema, I know they've made a bunch of other movies, you know, distributed movies. I think Ninja Turtles. Right. I don't Ninja, know about you. I think of a couple of ones. Ninja Turtles, like the Austin Powers series. Okay, they were go, like yep. all over that shit. Right. Just basically like all those, I, I want to say like Far East related movies. Like I think they did, Um, <laughs> what's the one with Jackie Chan and Rush um, Hour. Chris Tucker? Rush, yeah. Rush Hour. Yeah, I think they did that. Those are good. Yeah. Like, I like those. They, a, lot of, a lot of action movies. A lot of kung fu that kind of thing. Anything with action. Yeah. I feel like New Line Cinema, they were the place to be in the 90s. Right, kinda, right. The, the, the classic blue with the strip of... The film strip. Film strip yeah. thing. That kind of wore away after like 2003 or now something. Now they're old line cinema. Yeah, I don't you know. know. I mean? It's yeah. not new anymore. It's not, the, you get it? Hey, they, they don't need to... They don't need to brag how new it is anymore. Just line cinema. <laughs> Just line cinema. You know what Mr. T's favorite kind of Kung is? Kung Fu. Yeah, Thank that's you. true. Uh, anyway, so Suburban Commando came out in 1991 and honestly, folks... It's look, people don't like it, and that's you don't have to like anything if you don't right. want to. If you don't like it, you don't like it. I didn't mind watching this, to be this honest with you. Yeah, and you know, when we sum up what we think of it at the very end, yeah. I was kind of like, it's a Hulk movie. Yeah. It's, but it's also like it's somehow not worse than No Holds Bart. It's like not the, worse than No Holds Bart. Because that thing is a piece of shit. Like this is at least there's some competent oh, actors there, in here. Like that are like a couple, yeah. that aren't like they're people who did better stuff before, but <laughs> right, they're like right. they're kinda like they're kinda holding down the fort in this in this movie. Right. Let's put it that way. They're anchoring it. There's no tour de force performances in right. this or anything yeah. like that. Speaking about Hogan one more time, just to bring some more context into this, you know, between eighty five, I'd say in nineteen ninety, but into ninety one when this came out, Hogan was a household name. And right. still would be after this, obviously. But, it, but in 1991, everyone knew who Hulk Hogan was. Yeah. I didn't even watch wrestling in 1991, and I knew who Hulk Correct. Hogan was. Like, Same thing. Yeah. Who do you think you are? That's Hulk Hogan! Just like Mickey Mouse and Mario and, and the right. Ninja Turtles themselves, right? It just kind of permeated the culture, and people, whether they wanted to or not, whether they had any interest in it or not, they knew who these people were, and Hulk Hogan was one of those people that... Most people just kind of knew who he was, even right. if they He's never the wrestling guy. Yeah, right, like, right. Even if they never watched wrestling, they knew who he was, right? So that's who we've got here as the star, and this was the vehicle for him. So without any further ado, why don't we present to you for this holiday season OVP's review of Suburban Commando from 1991. So I want to start with a true story. A true story. I thought, Joe, yeah. for many years, I had seen this movie and only to realize I had just seen the trailer like 400 <laughs> times in the beginning of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 VHS tape. Right, yeah. Which made me thought for years, <laughs> maybe until I watched it, like today, <laughs> like for this review, that I had seen the whole movie. But you hadn't? No, I'd seen a, a, a bunch of it through trailers. <laughs> My knowledge in the movie consists of, I was frozen today! And this is the 90s, we're gonna sue you. Like, that, like literally, that is literally, I thought I'd saw the whole movie because of those parts. And you know what the really funny thing is that this brings up? Is also the trailer that came on after it was Step Kids. Step Kids, like, yes! Yeah, and I know you, I know you want to talk about this because... <laughs> okay, like, fine. So, so I know we're, we're going off already on a tangent but i think it's step kids new line cinema like yeah, yeah. It, all, it all is linked together it's all in the same soup right yeah so step kids is the other iconic to me trailer on uh, <laughs> the turtles 2 vhs cassette mm -hmm. from 1991 and it's a kind of fun trailer uh, with hillary wolf who was um what's her face in home alone 
Oh, that's who that yeah, is. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I she's totally Kevin's forgot. sister. Kevin's sister is Megan, like. And I think I forget her name. That's not laissez compétence. That's <laughs> that's the one where it's like, oh, you can't pack your bag. Yeah, you're or, an idiot. Or he's gonna pee the bed. One of the sisters <laughs> right. that like storms through the hallway of the seven sisters. Right. P.S. You're sleeping on the hideaway with yeah. Fuller or whatever. It might right. Be her, or it might be like she might be the one that says you can't pack for shit. Basically. It's also that. Yeah. yeah. So Hillary Wolf does this fun little trailer about how her dad's forty. Looks like he's 30, thinks like he's 20, and acts like he's 10, whatever right, it is, yeah. you know. And uh, Fred, uh, excuse me, little Ben Savage he's like is a in there. scientist or something. Yep. And this very semi intriguing trailer for what looks to be a fun movie. Right. It's basically like this to the extreme, like nuclear family. Essentially, it's like the mom yeah. and dad are divorced, and then they're remarried, and then there's like their kids with them, and then there's like one thousand children, and they're yep. at, they're at like a fucking lake or something, <laughs> and and this little girl's like damn straight on the bed, like you know, like all this shit, right? And I'm like, as a kid, I was like, this movie looks fun, right? right I yeah. want to see this, yeah. And then I never came out. I right. was like, what happened? Where, so, where did this movie go? And then for years, for years, years right. Joe, I want, I just thought it was like canceled or something. So here, yeah, so did I. So this is <laughs> one of those things where it kind of gets in your consciousness so much from seeing this trailer. If you're a kid and you were born somewhere between, you know, the early 80s through the late 80s, or maybe even late 70s, you've seen this trailer if you watch Turtles 2. And then you go through adolescence and you become, you know, over 18 and you get in your 20s and... It all fades away. And then one day you think of this movie and you look it up because Wikipedia is a thing now. This is me that right. did this. And I'm like, and you can't find it because you're right. typing in step kids. So finally, I, I'm able to track it down on IMDb or something. And I see that they changed the title right. to Big Girls Don't Cry, dot, dot, dot. They get even. What a title. <laughs> a horrible title, That's right? That's not hard to search for dot, <laughs> yeah. dot, dot, and ellipsis in the fucking thing. Right. And uh, they released it a year later. It came out in 92. I bought it on DVD. It's not very good. Wow. <laughs> now, you know what the funny part is? If I recall in the trailer, it says something about coming relatively soon. <laughs> yeah. well, at least they were honest. Like, good point. Yeah. Uh, so moving on with Suburban Commando now, we have the classic New Line Cinema splash screen Quinn yeah. that we talked about. Again, nothing reeks of the 90s more than that open. Like, it true. is so 90s. It's very 90s. Yeah. Uh, we then see a CGI battle in what appears to be outer space. Check out those graphics, Quinn. Yeah, holy crap. It looks shitty. It's clearly, like, painted onto the screen, <laughs> like the spaces. <laughs> and there's a ship getting fired at, and it explodes. And the noises are, like, hideous. Yeah. They're, like, bonk, bonk. bonk. They're, like, Atari. Yeah. I, I don't know, like, it what they decided like the laser beam noises would be, but <laughs> right. they're Bad. They're bad. Now we see the bridge of a ship where a bald guy talks to the supposed president about how Earth is going to be his fourth conquered world or something. Yeah, it's like a shitty, bald, helmetless Darth Vader, basically. <laughs> Seriously. It, it, it's actually like when they took the mask off Darth Vader, except yeah. his skin isn't, like, pale. Right. You remember <laughs> yeah. in Star Wars I know. at the end in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, Return of the Jedi, yeah. 1983. Yeah. Uh, he then offers him some wine before telling the president <laughs> to surrender. Some wine. Shitty jokes everywhere. It's all bad. Yeah. Like, this part is all bad. Brilliant acting already yeah. going on here, folks. Yeah, yeah, this feels like mom and dad saved the world, and, like, I immediately hate it. <laughs> it like, it's a really... That, remember that movie? Yes, I've seen that yeah. movie. Really poor opening, let me put it that way. Apparently, this guy's name is General Souter. I'm sticking with Darth Bald. Whole movie. <laughs> Fine with me. Okay. <laughs> a flunky now tells General Souter that there's an intruder, leading Souter to say, Ramsey, kind of like... 
Newman, yeah. you know? Newman. Like, yeah. yeah. And then we see Ramsey's boots as he shoots a million people in metallic hallways. Under heroic music. He looks like a complete dork. <laughs> With like, the boots. He, he looks so dumb. He looks like LOD 3000. <laughs> and it, yeah, you know what's weird, too? It's like he's got, like, metal boots, but he doesn't have pants, and he has, like, metal <laughs> underpants, like, metal, like, <laughs> Speedo or yeah, whatever. Metal speedo. Like the, he's got like the you know the the thing with the the metal strappies on. Yeah, it's like a vest kind and a of metal headband. But he has no like regular clothes. Right. Like that, it's only that. This is what this man wears. Oh, he's got the arm things too because that comes into play later. Metal like power arm. gloves, yeah. basically. Yeah. <laughs> I love the power glove. It's so bad. Ramsey then punches the elevator controls as the camera pans up, and of course it is Hulk Hogan, and he's like, going up? Mm. Let me give you a hand. And he crawls on top of the elevator, smashes the cable, leading it to fall all the way down with the bad guys inside. Right, you know, just murdering more people. <laughs> what a great, what a great <laughs> hero. He can't just, if he's so invincible, why can't he walk in and not harm anybody, like maybe knock him out or whatever, but like kill them that's a great the way you're supposed to get rid of like a ladybug you just shoo him out your window yeah if he's like literally invincible to these goons like he should just be like Ugh. well like, there's nothing just... badass about going eh yeah, they even say he's get out like of here you bad guy they later establish that he's essentially bulletproof like they too. do we like, get so, a little bit so, of that again yeah. there was no purpose to killing these people that's a fair point uh ramsey barges in the suitors area gives a big boot to somebody irish whip to the glass skull display why is that on a spaceship <laughs> by the way it's like this like it's like this setup it's like the background to like a kuma stage in street fighter alpha 3 i'm not kidding like it's like skulls on sticks yeah, or something spiky sticks yeah it's really dumb why does this guy just have that in his ship it's just like on the bridge too yeah. like it's, it's in like the back of the bridge yeah. like in a corner it's like a, it's like some people have aquariums in their yeah. houses that's his skull display that's exactly fine. Uh, they get Hulk in a full Nelson, fingers locked, by the way. Oh, and Gorilla they, would be happy. <laughs> they beat the shit out of him. What a miscarriage of justice. But we get a Hulk up, and he tosses the fake demolition guys into the wall before Suter declares that he's just going to shoot Hogan himself. Not a bad idea. Okay. The president, remember him? Yeah. He then throws a metal paper envelope, yes. like metal he envelope. He literally throws a, like, what looks to be a piece of paper. Like, it doesn't look metal. It just, <laughs> to, me, to me, you're thinking it's metal because it, like, cuts this fucking guy's hand off. But I think he literally threw a piece of paper. It was like a business card. <laughs> he, like, threw it at him, and his hand just, like, sliced right off. Like, like it was, like, paper cut from Pete and Pete or some yeah, shit. Yeah, there you, you go. Know? Like, mm. The skills. Yeah, the skills. Maybe he just knows, like, uh, the, the proper, like... The precise angle, Yeah, the right? precise angle that it will paper cut your entire hand off. It's possible. Or just this general suitor. He's from a different planet. Maybe their skin is weaker or something. Well, apparently, because what happens is his hand falls off, and then his eyes turn green. What in the ass? And then he grows an alien hand before choking the president. It's like a dinosaur. <laughs> Why does he have a dinosaur hand? Is he a dinosaur? Like, I don't understand. What? He they, might be a dinosaur. Darth Vader wasn't a dinosaur. No, not that I know of. Right. He was just a guy that, you know... He had he, problems. He, you know, yeah, there he, were... he had problems and he was bald and stuff. But, like, this fucker <laughs> is an actual, like, dinosaur, apparently. He may be. Uh, yeah. He also starts talking like Krang. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want you. Get the turtles. Get the turtles. Everything's related to the turtles, New Line Cinema, whatever. <laughs> the negotiations have ended. Hogan leaves for the elevator shaft, and apparently his space boots have flying capability the whole now. This thing is a mess, Joe. It's, it's a mess. <laughs> this is all like the first 
two and a half minutes of the right. movie, folks. It's a lot. It's a lot going it's on. It's like Survivor Series or something. <laughs> really. Uh, meanwhile, a bomb is ticking down as Hogan prepares to get the hell out of there. So he ejects himself as the spaceship blows up. Hogan pleads with his little pod to stabilize. Yeah, what a pilot. Also, <laughs> also by the way, they show literally like two hang grenades <laughs> that like that's what blew up the entire ship. It's just like two. They look plastic. Yeah, there's like two and they're not even like space or, you know, have countdown timers like something futuristic it's just like the kind that are in like world war ii kind like that you see in like a movie they're the kind that are in mccrory's or like a five and dime where you fill them yeah. up with bubbles yeah. blow bubbles out of them. how did he time it either they're uh, grenades usually it's like on impact is or you take the clip off and then it they go off in like five seconds something, or something. like that yeah they were like planted I like, don't know. Did you yeah, see that? Yeah, like, where were those? They were just like on the underbelly of the ship or something. I don't know when he put it there. Or they were in like the uh, the elevator shaft or something. Maybe the yellow belly. Yeah. Hogan is a yellow belly. That's true. Don't remember. Uh, anyway, Hogan's acting, I gotta say, is on par with like when he's with Elizabeth in the hospital. Kind of the, just, oh God. Yeah, it's, oh just, God. it's just about the same. Need I, the I, I would definitely, <laughs> tizime, yeah. He must have said that and they cut it out because it's a movie. It's not live. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Yeah. Uh, he stabilizes finally and he's flying through the sky before like fake Abraham Lincoln or somebody <laughs> appears in a hologram in front of him. It's like the R zone that fucking. Oh, th- th- remember that thing where the tie that like piece of I don't know plastic like plastic <laughs> that's see through and it would come and it would you put a light on it. It's shit. It, that's what it looks like though. That was the future in 1991. I it guess. was. Uh, so this Abe Lincoln guy here, he gives Hogan his next job, his next mission, and Hogan's wondering, you know, is it a terrorist extermination, galactic narc duty? Mm-hmm. No, no. This guy tells Ramsey. That, you know, he hasn't really been himself lately. He's stressed out. He let the president get killed. President Hashima. Wait, the, you mean the WWF president from 82, Joe? <sighs> Mishima? Yes, let's, Hashima? Yes, yes. What's his name? Shinma. Shinma. Yes. yes. <laughs> Apparently, yeah, this this guy who's clearly a white male, his yeah. name's Hashima. Yeah. What, what was that about, by no, the way? Wait, no. President Hashima is dead. The president's dead. The spaceship blew up. Oh, that's President yes, Hashima. Yes, they call him that. Oh. He's just like clearly a Caucasian. I thought they were talking about some other incident. No, like, the president he, that he was meant- on the ship. Oh, <laughs> I totally He's didn't. Dead. I didn't even think about that fucking guy. Yes. I totally forgot he existed. I thought they were just talking about some mission no. like years ago or this something. This is the president. <laughs> He's dead. That was President Hashima? Yeah, and it's Hogan's fault. What? Yeah, so you know what he wants him to do? What? what Abe Lincoln wants what him to do? What does he want him to do? He wants him to land a ship, recharge and relax for Six weeks. Right. <laughs> That's the reason for this entire movie. There right? you go. There it is. And now, like some four minutes in, Hulk Hogan suddenly <laughs> flashes, like the name Hulk yeah, Hogan. In d- just in case you didn't know. Yeah. Flashes across the screen as Hogan's pondering what he's going to do for six weeks. Why did they choose now to put Hulk Hogan <laughs> on the screen? What are these choices? I don't like, know. I don't understand the directing or. Whatever, whoever decides who's in charge of putting the credits on the screen because it's just yeah. a weird time to do that. Who is that actually? Yeah, is there, or is just the director decide I want them here? Maybe like, right. Yeah, I mean I know people. There's ways to use credits, you know, to have the most impact. But I would have figured when you first pan up to him, right, and yeah. see his face, and then you have his name on there, and he says a wise ass. Well, maybe line. they wanted to you to be confused about who it is until he gets in the spaceship and it's just him. What someone's thinking? Maybe that's Robert De Niro at Perhaps, first. Perhaps, yeah. yeah. Maybe they'll maybe they won't turn the movie off or leave the theater. <laughs> Like that, that could be Robert. <laughs> that could be Paul Hogan, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. So anyway, uh, Hogan sees that he's going to have to be landing towards Earth, leading him to say, 
I hate Earthlings. I hate Earthlings. Yeah, don't worry, Rick, or whatever your name is. We hate you, too. Rick. Like, yeah, Rick. You, don't, even care. you I, don't know, do you? It's Hulk, but, it, uh, you know, Rick. I don't know what Ram- his, his name is in the in the movie here. Shep Ramsey. Does, does it matter? No. Yeah, You okay. think I'm not going to call him Hulk Hogan for the rest of the movie yeah, now? Rick. <laughs> so, anyway, we cut to a guy welding in his garage here on Earth. And guess what? It's Christopher Lloyd. That's great, right. Scott. Great, Scott. There he is. His daughter comes in and says that mom says it's time to go to work. Hogan, by the way, there's there's this weird ass rap song I'm playing yeah, under what, this. What is this about? And Hogan has voice samples in it. Yes, it's hideous, <laughs> and I hate it. It's literally like I'm going to Earth and I'm gonna eat a snack. Like you know, like it's like it's brother. It's terrible. Like, it's so bad. It's really bad. I crashed my ship, and I'm going to eat chips. Like, yeah. it's, it's terrible, folks. It's a nice place to live. But I wouldn't want to visit. Such a nice place to live. Nah. It's kind of good, it, though. It, <laughs> we got we to gotta get that on CD, I guess, or something. <laughs> yeah, CD. Uh, so Doc now takes his welding coat off, and he has a shirt, tie, and suspenders under it. I thought that was actually funny, that he just, like, whips off that <laughs> yeah. thing, and it's like, time to go to work. <laughs> Dressed like Niles Crane yeah, yeah. under there. Uh, he wanders into his kitchen while his wife wants to ask him to get a raise so they can pay bills. Yeah, and by the way, his wife is Shelly Duvall. <laughs> She's in this. Yeah, Shelly Duvall. You've heard of her, right? Hello, I'm Shelly Duvall. Yeah, hi. I've, heard, I've hi. heard of her. Hi, Shelly. hi, Shelly Duvall. Anyway, Charlie's all nervous. Charlie is Doc. I'm going to probably call him by his character name, Charlie. He's all nervous about getting a raise, though he doesn't think he can get one, so she puts him in a chokehold until he agrees to ask for a raise. <laughs> Normally <laughs> caring life here. Yeah, very. So, yeah, his name is Charlie Wilcox, by the way, and the reason I'll always remember that is because in the trailer, it's like, Charlie Wilcox is having a bad day. Oh, it's, <laughs> that's I how the trailer starts. It's, it's still Doc to yep. me, whatever. It's okay. Doc uh, Brown is having a bad day. He is. Uh, we cut to him in an office building, yelling about wanting a raise. He's finally, you know, he's yelling about it. We want yeah, that raise. That escalated quickly. It was no bullshit. It was like, get make sure Charlie get a raise. He's like, I want a raise today. <laughs> you know, like immediately. And of course, though, he was just talking to the secretary. Ha uh-huh. ha uh-huh, har har. So anyway, he goes into his boss's large, lavish office. His boss reminds me of my doctor. Or something. I, I don't know why. He just There's something about him. <laughs> okay. So in a moment that actually made me laugh, you know, his boss is pretending to know all about him. He pulls up his file and right. he's like, oh, your kids, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you still allergic to tuna? Still allergic to tuna? <laughs> don't ask i thought it was funny it's weird okay. but it was funny yeah um so they review some blueprints together obviously charlie's done all the work his boss is just rambling on and on like he knows anything about architecture right by the right way. that's the implication now we see like crystals or something yeah. and i just want to say i had not seen this movie at this point and i will guarantee you like that that has something to do because why else show the crystals? They're like, I got these awards yeah, today. Right. And simian like, crystal. Yeah, he's like, I look, they're made of simian crystal, and I'm like, yep, that's gonna be whatever. That's gonna be the big like whatever. And I didn't even like ever see this before. Right? Yeah, you've admitted that you've never seen this until right. you watched it. So unfortunately, though, amidst all this, Charlie doesn't even get to ask for a raise. He doesn't think to ask for a raise. So poor Charlie. Charlie Wilcox is having a bad day. Uh, they open the door, and there's a. <laughs> bunch of Japanese business people there and one of them <laughs> one of them talks and the subtitle on the screen says I think I'm gonna hate this guy yeah, talking yeah. about the boss and I laughed at that too yeah it, that kind of laughed at me as well I there was some solid jokes like you can tell again this wasn't written by Vincent Hulk no, like no. while they were taking cocaine like, uh, yeah, like, <laughs> right, right. It's true, though. Like, it, there's actual, like, you know, some actual scriptwriter was involved. Yes, and the the thing is, too, in terms of the writing and the cinematography, 
the beginning of the movie on in space. That was awful. But oh, this yeah. is actually kind. It's not great, but it's normal movie now. It's just like I guess they just needed to like give this like out of this world like right. this is where Hulk came from kind of like ex- explanation because right, right. the rest of the like movie is like yes it's got goofy shit in it but it's like in the reasonable like on earth yeah. normal it's an shit. earth realm. <laughs> it's just explosions and right. nonsense but yeah. yeah. It ain't bad. So anyway uh, Charlie's boss brings in the Japanese people he takes credit for all the work that poor Doc has done and Doc just sadly leaves. Now we cut to an abandoned building called the Landing Pad. Aha, Aha. They really <laughs> pulled one there, huh? Right on the nose there. Or Hogan drops in, literally. <laughs> he throws the power on, and apparently this place was a discotheque. So the music's playing, and it's, Hogan... It's so bad. <laughs> Hogan disgustedly says, Earthlings, before yanking the cables out. What the fuck? <laughs> like, seriously, like, why... What a meanie. Yeah, why, why does he hate music? Second of all, like... <laughs> why does he hate Earth? Why is this this place like why this place why <laughs> well, not just land it like i don't know in the middle of the desert where nobody's gonna find it because he saw it he saw it was called the landing pad so he's like oh i'm gonna land here Get terrible it? i hate it i know uh we now cut to charlie driving home in his dumpy little chevy yeah lots of nice 90s cars shown by the <laughs> yep. way just just all the boxiness yeah. it's all there that like late 80s late like, 80s still got the 80s-ness on the cars very rectangular yeah uh some lady at a red light wants to race him of course he gets caught at the next red yeah and he has to reverse yeah and it's a whole thing it's basically like look this guy's a pussy essentially yeah, like his car sucks <laughs> yeah his car sucks and he's a pussy yeah exactly that, right that we're just established this is like an establishing a, shot of that he's a pushover you yeah. know he, he doesn't have the gumption the chutzpah yeah that's yiddish right i wouldn't go through a red light either though especially in like heavy traffic to me it's like r- too risky safety first yeah exactly then we cut to Hogan walking down the street over some very happy reggae music, you he know? He's like a total ass in his gear, by yeah. the way. And no one even, like, kind of gives him too much of a second <laughs> except look. Except one guy. Yeah, except, like, one guy. They're like, yeah, this is normal. Guy in, like, metal, like, fucking boots and arm pads. <laughs> yeah. The, there's a shop owner shop owner, owner that ye- angrily, like, wields a broom and is yelling at him. But yeah. other than that, everyone's, like, all happy. These kids are happily following Hogan. He just looks confused about what's going on. Yeah, and it's, kind of disgusted all the time. He doesn't want to be like, here. Ugh. It's like, I just want to go beat up people in space or whatever yeah, I do. Like, that's what he does. Yeah. That's his job. Uh, some lady now is fighting with an RC cola vending machine until Hogan punches it for her and a bunch of money falls out. So, RC had vending machines? I've never seen one of those. Well, in 1991, specifically, they probably had them years ago. But, yeah, second of all, that is odd. Yeah. Was that the number three cola for a while? Maybe still is. I don't even know if it was number three. I think it was, right? Probably it was number four. I want to say there was something in between. What? I don't know. Cola would be Coke, Pepsi, and then what? Well, I would probably say that just the straight up like Shoprite brand or whatever no, probably not sold better Shoprite. than RC. Yeah. Uh, Shoprite's not national; it's regional. I just mean whatever your local. Oh, I'm saying that probably outsold RC Piggly because Wiggly. no one gives a shit about RC Cola. Like that is like extra it dumpy. It's yeah. not good. That's what I'm saying. It's like the generic yeah. brand probably sold as the number three to Coke and Pepsi, <laughs> and then RC is like we're number four now. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm very proud to be number four. Yeah. Hogan continues to walk down the street before finding a dog with a muzzle on in a hot truck. Now the owner's <laughs> eating happily at like a diner, and then he yells at his dog, "Shut up, Ralph!" <laughs> First of all, Ralph. Yes, Ralph the dog. Ralph there the dog. Is. So Hogan decides to walk up to the guy in the restaurant. And then we just get a cutaway shot, and now the doggy is happily eating the food in the restaurant, and the guy is naked and muzzled in his truck. Mm-hmm. Hogan's apparently taking this man's clothes, which makes him look a little like Skinner, I'm going to say. It's kind of like Terminator, only less murder and more stealing. 
like this whole scene. It's like, like the uh, PG thirteen version yeah, of Terminator. Exactly. The petty crimes version that was, of Terminator. That was literally the equivalent of like remember when Arnold shows up and the, He's the guys around. the guys playing pool and, and at the biker bar yep. and he takes it yep. bad to the bone plays and he walks out with his clothes like yep. it's the same shit just without like literally like remember he like stabs that fucking guy like mm-hmm. through the stomach or something when he like takes it you know the more we talk about the arnold comparisons here the more you yeah. can totally see this working as a schwarzenegger yeah. movie again it's, it's less violent in that, that yeah, sense because kids. because I, I remember when especially like the especially at the beginning of terminator 2 like them obtaining their gear is like super fucking violent like yes. if i recall like what is like the t-1000 literally like sticks its fingers oh, through a guy's like yeah. eyeball or something yeah. and it's like okay now i have your cop clothes yeah. like it's like it's like um really yeah it's bad yeah uh so hulk sees an apartment for rent sign on a telephone pole and he takes it with him literally following the arrow drawn on the sign like yeah, and he, he doesn't even know where to go yeah. like see this sign doesn't make sense because there's no address it's <laughs> just an arrow pointing to like and the apartment is like really far away, right? Like it doesn't say like you know six sixty Sycamore Street or right. whatever. It just says apartment for rent. Arrow pointing down a street, and you like it's not even like close to it. I know. I think that's intentionally comedic, though, yeah, right? It's that it's just dumb. An, it's an arrow on the right side of the page. I don't even think it's it's intentionally comedic as much as it's like they Lazy. just didn't even think about Lazy. it. They're just like it's this way. <laughs> Nobody's really gonna ever dissect this other than Joe and Quinn on a podcast ever. <laughs> Like so, 20, who get, so who gives a shit? Like basically, twenty eight years after the fact, here it's we like are. The, it's like the angry video game nerd of explanation, except instead of a video game, it's a movie. It's like it's just a movie. So who gives a shit? Yeah, basically. Like, yeah. Right. <laughs> Meanwhile, Charlie's driving back home, but his driveway is blocked by a bunch of greasy large men working on hot rods. And by the way, I swear this is Marty McFly's neighborhood lying estates or it whatever. Might be. The street looks exactly. It's like the one where like they take off, like and go. We got to go to the future, yeah. and then they like fly off. Like it's got the trees it's like the same houses well like, doc is here yeah doc is here maybe christopher lord was like we should use that sound stage like when they were like does anybody have any ideas for what sound stage we should use this for <laughs> christopher lord, i know about this today <laughs> you know like and he's like go to that one maybe they did yeah uh now a speeding firebird almost runs charlie over what in the ass is this neighborhood it's like by the paper way boy or yeah, something. you might and you're like you're like avoiding shit there's a guy doing break dancing in yeah, the street guy angry. walking on his like doing a handstand yeah. through the fucking street angry old ladies yeah uh anyway some old army neighbor now heckles him from his front lawn like sitting in an abandoned army jeep and drinking brown liquor seriously he's just the mary poppins navy guy but army instead <laughs> yep. it was so original <laughs> now this is Jackie Lom, by the way, who I don't think you know, Quinn. But he's like, a, he was a Jackie Lom. He was a character actor that uh, made a lot of appearances in a lot of different things, and he's most notable for like his big lazy eye. And he always plays these gruff or evil characters, and uh, that's about all I have to say. He's about not him. gruff or evil. He's actually he's just kind here. of yeah. But we that's learn gruff. later he's like kind of nice. But like gruff. My point is, is that he just sits. He just like sits he's in the a crazy. He's literally that Navy guy yeah. from that. Why does he have a boat on top of his house? Right. Because a like, tree on my house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this guy instead, he's got a Jeep on his front lawn it's that terrible. he just sits in all day and drinks beer and like watches over the town and just heckles people. Apparently. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Charlie arrives home now, crashes, crashes onto his couch before noticing his wife. Remember who his wife is? Shelly Duvall. Right. Hello. I'm Shelly Duvall. In some negligee and a hideous, like, carrot top wig? Yeah. What was that? Charlie's not in the mood, though. I don't blame him with that wig. 
but he's just had such a horrible day. So he grabs his tools and his welding mask and he heads out to their garage, which is his workshop. Dude, I, I must know the funny part about this scene, and yeah. I actually like appreciated Shelley Duvall as his wife. Hello, I'm Shelley Duvall. It's like after he's like, oh, my day was bad. And she just takes the wig off and she's just like, OK, yeah, like, I know. she's like, all nice. Okay, go, go, go fool around. Like, <laughs> right. But we got to do it next week or like, <laughs> yeah. she's like something like that. It was really it was actually like cute. She's entertaining in this. Yeah. Shelley Duvall. She's funny. Yeah, she's good. Uh, so anyway, he walks into his garage. Now, this is a detached garage, by the way, just so you guys know, it's like not attached to their house. It's in their backyard. Right. And Jenny, his wife, Shelley Duvall. Hello. I'm Shelley Duvall. Has converted the workshop into a one-bedroom apartment. And see, her region, r- rationale is they can rent it out. Right. And now with the extra money, he doesn't need to get a raise. And that's pretty impressive that she did that in one workday. It's I pretty know. nice. I must note, note her decorating, too, because I noticed this in the background, <laughs> that she put a potted plant in his drill so that it would, like, camouflage into the room as, like, part of, like... Meanwhile, it also looks like, I don't know, a little girl's bedroom or something. <laughs> right. yeah, <laughs> but it's it funny that they, like, integrated the tools into the... It was cute. ...into the decorating. <laughs> um, so Charlie runs out of the apartment in the huff now while Jenny follows after, still holding the wig by the way which is funny yeah yeah now may i just say one one more time on shelly duvall here hello i'm shelly duvall she is so much better looking in this movie than anything i have ever seen her in really and i think it's because she just looks normal not like that fairy tale playhouse shit i remember <laughs> in hello i'm shelly duvall 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 hello I'm Shelley Duvall. Hello. 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 I'm Shelley Duvall. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Hi, Hi Shelly. Anyway, here, Charlie just wants to go to the kitchen to get a glass of milk. <laughs> I love how he angrily <laughs> ran to the kitchen for a glass of milk that's so not funny. not a beer right because he's a mild-mannered man or right. tries to be at least they you know? didn't try to like force the beer like right that. it's like no this drone drank <laughs> yeah. no it's just like milk. no milk but there's someone at the door it's hulk hogan looking all tall <laughs> he is yeah and he's like i'm here to rent the apartment leading to another line from the trailer where yeah. uh charlie's like honey it's for you i'm here to rent the apartment honey it's for you I guess he doesn't want to rent it to him because he's tall. Like, he even notes that when he's bitching to Shelley Duvall after they rent it. He's like, well, I don't like him. He's tall. Like, that's that's it. Not not that he's got blonde hair or, like, right, his right. clothes look shitty. Just, like, he's tall. He's an he's a heightist. Yeah. That's he's, rare. He's a height, that is rare. You've heard of ageism, you know, you know, right, anti-dentite. Right. But heightist? A heightist? I've never, I've n- never heard of that. It's very life. rare. Uh, we cut back to the Wilcox family serving dinner. As Charlie's kind of nervous about Hogan living there, right. uh, all of a sudden Hogan storms in holding the kids by their shirts. He's like, are these yours? Right, yep. Jenny yells at him to let them go, but they don't seem to mind. They're like, oh, we like it. Ha yeah. ha. And then we cut to Hogan eating dinner with them. <laughs> Jenny asks Hogan where he's from, and he says, France. <laughs> <laughs> so random. And then he bumps his head on the chandelier while getting more food, and all the while, Charlie's just staring at him suspiciously. Yeah, and the scene just ends, and can I ask, why did that scene exist? <laughs> Literally nothing happened, of like, at all. Like, nothing. Like, nothing moved anything. It was just like, he. they didn't even say he was invited to dinner, he's just eating there. 
And like it's just like this. He bumps his head on the chandelier, and that that's, that's the whole thing. And he says he's from France, right? That's it. And it doesn't do anything. No, like it does. Like I don't get why that was even in the movie. Maybe a little comedy, you know? It almost felt like it was a longer scene originally, and they just like cut it down to like literally oh, maybe. thirty fucking seconds. Maybe. Like it was like really dumb. It was probably supposed to be just exposition about why Charlie doesn't want him there. Right. But they condensed it, maybe. That's yeah. a good point. Uh, later, Charlie creeps over to Hogan's apartment, and he sees the Hulk admiring all of his, you know, space guns and shit, and hiding them under his bed. Yeah, and the the, the shot of Charlie looking or whatever, I'm literally half expecting him to go, Great Scott! Like, as he, like, sees it. <laughs> yeah, really. Also, Hulk looks way too thunder in Paradise <laughs> here. It's upsetting. I forgot to note that about his clothes. It literally looks yeah. like an outfit he would wear in Thunder in Paradise. That's a good point. I didn't yeah. even think of that until you brought that it's, up. It's yeah. bad. Uh, so, and his hair is long, too. Yeah. Uh, so oh, he's got that stringy uh, hair. Right? Yeah. The straw-colored yeah. hair. Yeah. So, after Hulk leaves, Charlie sneaks into the apartment, turns on one of Hogan's space guns and he blows a hole right through the wall and all the way through to the neighbor's hot rod which just, is like blows yeah. up like in, in like a dramatic explosion yeah. and he just kind of like quietly like puts the gun like okay yeah. oh sorry because he just all he sees from his end he doesn't he hears an explosion but all, he, through. but all all he sees at his point because it was like so far away is just like a tiny little hole yeah. through, through the wall right like very small now this of course triggers a blip on the bad guy's radar turning this gun on so they call in the Undertaker to observe. Wait, okay, hold, what? Now this is something I did not know going into this movie. I was like, "What? The Undertaker is in this? What the fuck?" The Undertaker, yes, yes, Mark Calloway. But Mark Calloway is Mean in Mark. a movie in 1991. Now, yeah, and it was filmed. And, and probably like nobody knows who he is, like right. really, because it was filmed in '90. It was filmed in '90 before he had even signed with WWF. Was he friends with Hulk when they like I signed him? I can't remember. How the hell is he? Get, did he get in this I movie? I don't remember, and I'm sure someone can tell us. I, I didn't look that up specifically. Because if it was filmed during that break in 90... It was. It was before Undertaker he was in WWF. fucking work there yet. No, he didn't. So, like... I don't know. Or was Mark briefly fired but not hired by WF yet? I don't remember. Uh, I think he was there until September or October of, of 90. Okay. I think. I don't remember for Maybe sure. it was just one of those things where it was like, it's a Turner company. Maybe Undertaker, like Mark Calloway, knew people. And he might have known Hogan. They said, we're, we're looking for somebody to play, somebody who's going to not have a voice role. Do you want And to someone big. Yeah. And he just like picked up the, it's like, okay. Hogan might have known him from yeah. just knowing people in wrestling, you know, and suggested him. I have to go back to that Undertaker interview, actually, because he mentions how he signed up for WF. And like he said, like it was like all really quick. It was basically like they somebody at WCW said he didn't have a future, and he just was like, okay. And then like he <laughs> right. like okay. he, was, he was like, let me call Vince McMahon and just see. And, and then they just were like, yeah, we could use you. And his normal happy voice that he has on the internet. Right. Hi, because yeah. <laughs> well, he didn't have the Undertaker yeah. character. Hi, yet. Vince. Yeah. <laughs> Can I work he, for you? He hadn't died yet. No, he wasn't. This dead. happy Undertaker thing is very unsettling. <laughs> well, by it's the way. been a long time since yeah. he's been happy. Yeah. Uh, back to Charlie now, who's hiding the gun again. His police sirens can be heard in the background. Undertaker and his crony, uh, meanwhile, angrily leave in search of Hogan. Charlie, meanwhile, back to him, is shaving and talking to himself in the mirror, and he's like, I've got Darth Vader living in the back of my house, for Christ's sake. It's weird that he said that specifically because of Darth Bald. Like, right. it, it just threw me off. I was like, did he hear me? Yeah, he might have. Uh, Charlie rationalizes that he'll simply just tell Hogan there was a mistake. He'll ask him to leave. So we cut to Hogan working out with whatever those parts are what is he holding when so, he's working okay. what is that so what he's holding i i actually had to pause to look at this i was hoping you would he's holding the the equipment that charlie the the drill and everything like the drill oh. and, the, and the like the saw or something he's holding charlie he's holding the entire these are yeah. like gigantic pieces of equipment i guess they like 
I can tell what they did. They like shrunk them down. Yeah. So that they look small compared to Hulk and right. he's just lifting them like they're like weights. Ah, okay. That's what it is. That's what he's working yeah. out with. So he's about to ask Hogan to leave, but you know what? He's got to get those kids to school. Meanwhile, Jenny is screaming inside the house. So Hogan runs in for the rescue. But apparently, though, she was just yelling while watching the Marsha Warfield show. What is okay? Do, do you know anything about this? I didn't look it up to see if it was real or not. But Marsha Warfield was Night Court. She was the bailiff on Night Court. Do you think they just hired Marsha Warfield or whatever, and then just they is it this one of those situations like Angels with whatever from Filthy Souls, with Filthy Souls, <laughs> where they just filmed five minutes of a fucking yeah. talk show and played it? You know what? I'm looking at it now. It was actually. A uh, daytime talk show. Oh, it really existed. Okay. On NBC from 1990 to 1991. <laughs> oh, God. <It's> a <laughs> proud run. <laughs> maybe, they, maybe they just thought, well, we'll be able to get in this movie, so maybe more people will know about it. I guess it. so. But yeah, I, I didn't know it existed until I saw this. But yeah, that's what Shelley Duvall is watching. Hello. I'm Shelley Duvall. Meanwhile, the mailman arrives. And this is another scene from the trailer. So <laughs> he drops some mail in the slot. Leading Hogan to brandish a knife at the door. Yeah, you know? and Shelley is basically like, oh, Randy! Yeah. It's the mailman! Yeah, and just stop him. It, this was all very funny. I actually yeah. liked, I liked the scene. Again, it's one of those things where they use Shelley Duvall and Christopher Lloyd to, like, anchor the movie. Yeah. So that, like, it's like they're real actors who have performed in real things. Yeah. So they know how to, like, kind of time everything and make it look kind of funny. Yeah. And they're kind of, like, carrying Hulk. Right. Hogan just has these terse, like, short scenes, short lines. Right. And they work around him. It's really not that bad. Yeah. I, I have to hand it to Duvall and Christopher Lloyd for, like, literally handling this movie. Yeah. Like, because they, they do all the heavy lifting. No, those, they do. Those two actors. They do. And, yeah. and they work well with Hogan. Right. Um, next, a paperboy chucks his paper straight at Hogan's face <laughs> on purpose. Yeah, this is all in succession, <laughs> yeah. by the way. Like, after Shelly's like, don't do it! Yeah. You know? So Jenny leaves, right? Shelly Duvall, she goes back in the house. So Hogan picks up the paper, hurls it back, knocks the paper boy off his bike, and says, Bullseye, smartass. <laughs> which is funny. Bullseye, smartass. That was I pretty laughed. Good. I yeah. mean, I'm not gonna this lie. Whole, this whole, like, comedy of errors with Hulk Hogan getting hit by stuff <laughs> yeah. and, like, thinking there's danger, right. like, was all... This was amazing. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, now we cut to a bunch of kids skateboarding, and Quinn, one of them, and I know this, is definitely the kid from Full House that says Lord Crane a right, bunch of yeah. times. Like, you are the evil Lord Crane. In that episode with Michelle or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> At, like her birthday no, or whatever. That's a different episode. I don't know. But the, the DJ's point, babysitting The him. point is, is that a kid says Lord Crane. You are the evil Lord Crane for Dimension X. If there's anything like a five-year-old should know in 1990 when that episode was... Is who the fuck Krang is. Yeah, not Lord Crane. <laughs> How did he fuck that up? Like, multiple times, too. He you says Crane. evil Lord Crane. I think, okay, I think I remember this episode. It's when Danny's dating somebody who has kids. Nope. And and they, they hang out. No, with, it's Are not. you sure? DJ's babysitting the kid that says this. Danny, meanwhile, is playing poker, like, all dirty with Joey and Jesse and some friends. Good job. <laughs> Maybe later you'd like a handful of ice cream. It's why is, I'm not making it why up. Why is DJ babysitting if the adults are there? That no, she's sense. at the kid's house. Oh, okay. Babysitting the kid. Gotcha, gotcha. They have to put butter on his hair oh, to get him out okay. of the stairs. <laughs> I'm oh, not yeah, making it up. It's caught in the railings. Yes, okay, yeah, so yeah, yeah, now you know. Okay. And that's where he says Lord Crane. Right. Lucky catch, Lord Crane. 
crane. Crane. <laughs> <laughs> Niles, come down. <laughs> oh, come down, Niles. Uh, they ask Hulk to try skateboarding, Lord Crane. And of course, he falls on his ass like he's Harry and Marv what or something. <laughs> like, clearly, it was one of those, whoa, yeah. you know, one of those. <laughs> like he's bad news brown or something. <laughs> um, Lord Crane says, even my mom can stay on longer than that. And they were like, hey, you really told him. Yeah. So Hogan's response is to throw the skateboard like 10 miles away and then growl as the kids run away, which is kind of funny. And then that old colonel over there, you know, the Jeep guy. Yeah. He's like, great strength, piss ass balance. <laughs> so Hogan runs over. He's like, hey, how are you? And they introduce themselves by rank and squad. And of course, Hogan's is all yeah. like intergalactic and shit. You yeah, know, my favorite <laughs> is that the, the, the other army guy's like, man, things have changed since I've been in the war. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Yeah. Uh, back to Charlie now driving to work again where the same lady wants to race him at the same red light. Same result again. Yep. Pusses out at the <laughs> yellow light again. I, I, yeah, I can tell they're already setting up for a, a joke. Yep. Like towards the end of the movie. Like See? you can like when they do it a second time, you know, it's like, oh, he'll probably be successful at the end because right. why would rule you show it? Yeah, rule of threes. <laughs> exactly. Cut back to the Colonel and Hogan like happily sharing war stories which I thought was nice. Yeah, this was actually like, I liked how this like turned out because I just thought this guy was going to be a pain in the ass with like <laughs> stupid one-liners the whole movie. Instead, he's just like Hulk's friend. <laughs> yeah. And then we don't see him again really, yeah. do we? Yeah, it's just I like Hulk like, kind of like made amends with him. Yeah. It's like, oh, he's good. He's good. Like, yeah. We're good. He's old, He's just old and annoying but he, you know, he's he's a veteran and I can respect that. That's basically. right. I'm see? also in the army the space army space army it's a little different but it, i get i he knows what i mean right. basically you know i can relate to this yeah. guy uh charlie arrives home again and his driveway of course is again blocked by the big fat asshole hot rod and guys by the way, that was a quick eight hours like and they showed him going to work and he like immediately it's like honey i'm home like yeah. you, know, you know what i mean like it's just like instantly like all that happened in the meantime was hulk talked to that guy on the but jeep he must, what was he literally day, sitting with him for eight hours you know what yeah, that's the implication maybe they cut out like a non-essential scene again of charlie at work lot, uh, there again Again, there's a lot of like the timeline is 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 sometimes it just skips so fast that yeah. it feels like that there actually was supposed to be something there. Maybe they wanted because this movie was 90 minutes flat. Maybe they wanted to get it down to they 90 must, minutes. They must have cut out some stuff. Maybe yeah. it was running at like 105 or something, you know, 15 right. extra minutes and they just chopped it out because, yeah, that was abrupt. It's like, here's him driving to work. Here's Hogan talking to the guy. Charlie's home. Right, nothing, Real, nothing else. Literally, nothing yeah. else. Uh, so anyway, the fat guys laugh at Charlie, but Hogan decides to calmly pick up one of the hot rods, move it out of the way. Yeah. So then... I must note, Hogan, yeah, right before he does that, he goes, that's not right. Yeah. <laughs> I like that they keep, like, establishing that, like, as, like, much as all of this annoys him, he's a good person. Yes. Like, he, that, that's it's so fascinating to me for some reason because usually in movies they don't do they just try to make him edgy and badass right. it's just like no i can't stand for that shit he's got to be a man quinn right he can't let he it slide can, he, and he's not gonna let this hot rod shit slide <laughs> no, like, that's right because he doesn't like piper <laughs> right. yeah there you go thank you anyway the fat jerk and hogan have that famous exchange from the trailer where uh we'll sum it up as what are you nuts this is the 90s we're gonna sue you what are you nuts this is the 90s we're gonna sue you Right after Hulk <laughs> thinks that they're gonna like you're gonna beat him up, my yeah. face in. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and then I go, oh, there he is, because yep. like I finally okay, we met up with one of the things I know this movie for. I love that line, yeah. uh, and I won't lie, I like the whole scene. Honestly, yeah. it was fine. Uh, so now that speeding car again, that same speeding car almost runs down Charlie's son, who's in the middle of the street skateboarding. By so, the way, I love that Doc is like, Charlie! Like, yeah. a, like, like, Charlie! Yeah. It's basically like the reverse, like, Marty worried about Doc getting shot by the 
Those the Libyans. The Libyans, yes. <laughs> right, is that what it is? Because uh, he gave him pinball parts or whatever he did. <laughs> Casey, pinball parts! <laughs> Hogan, of course, dives in, makes the save, gets Charlie out of harm's way, and then he decides to chase down on foot this car, stand right in front of it. Of course, it's like two stereotypical California teenagers. Oh, hey, radical, yeah, dude. radical, hey, dude. <laughs> rad, rad. For- yeah, rad, rad. <laughs> that whole shit, yeah. So Hogan flips the car over, takes the door off and yanks the kids out of there. He, like, beats the shit out of this car, too. And those kids deserved it, by the way. That's right. Safety first. He, like, throws them out of the car, and they just, like, run away. And so Hulk is just like, fuck this car, too. It's like, you don't get to drive it now. So it's like, he turns it over, and he rips the door off and spins it, and he just leaves it all fucked up in the middle of the street. Like, it's great. It is. It's like what you want to happen to kids who are irresponsible with cars. It's like, don't, they're not getting hurt. It's just like, chase them away from their car and fuck their car right. up and say, you don't get to drive it anymore well, especially if they're gonna almost run over your landlord's son right exactly it's a common problem yeah it's, it's this always happens back at the house now jenny has made hogan a chocolate cake in celebration like, kind of to thank him thank you yeah, yeah. Uh, hogan of course eats it just ripping it with his bare hands he notes you eat this crap yeah. like, yeah. Or, or like yeah. he says that and this yeah, and, and the disdain in his voice when he says this almost to me came off like he has disdain for like the obesity of America. Like I'm not kidding, <laughs> that's like, like right through my head. Like it's like that that like man, humans like eat this fattening shit. <laughs> right. Like you know what I mean? Like it just pissed him off. <laughs> just like and it was very slyly thrown in there too. It was, like, it was not acknowledged by either of them. They're just like, Yeah, it's good or something. <laughs> like that's like all that's the most they respond to it. It was just a little one liner real yeah, quick, you yeah. know. Uh so Charlie now sets a timer to take a horrible picture of all of them. Of course, and I, just, I must note the kid Mark or whatever. Yeah, he looks like a total dork, but he's wearing like exactly what I would have worn in 1992, like a big <laughs> fucking shirt, <Yeah>. and like <laughs> and you know what I mean. And I he know. just got the fucking bowl cut and everything. <laughs> yeah. Like like every early 90s, Trope. you know, seven to eight year old, like what they look like. Yeah, because I looked exactly like this kid. So did I. Yeah. <laughs> it's nighttime now, and some lady has her purse stolen in the parking lot. Until, of course, Hogan grabs the guy in a fireman's carry and retrieves the lady's purse. He's so nice. It's such a good change of character from WF, you know? Like, he's such a dick. Like, he's yeah. always like, I'm a good guy, in but WF, because I say so. Here, it's he's a good guy because he's actually doing good things. That's true. Yeah. I mean, we thought in the beginning, uh, what's this guy's deal? But apparently, Darth Bald is a very evil man. So right. anyone that works for Darth Bald is an evil man. Hulk's character in this movie, it's very like, the only problem with him is that like good and bad are very like black or white to him. Right. So it's like, if you're just doing a bad thing, no matter what the circumstances, he will like, he will address that bad thing. Correct. Bad. Right. Good like, point. even if you were doing a bad thing for a good reason, Hulk wouldn't know that wouldn't like compute to like. <laughs> Ripley or whatever his character Richter, <laughs> what, what's his name give, give me another guess Rickster yeah, yeah that's what it is now Charlie was following Hogan the whole time of course because he's still very suspicious and wants to see what this guy is doing so Hogan gets a little too close to a talking car alarm so he rips the alarm talking out car alarm. yeah and then the robot alarm's like no you can stand as close as you like in fact take the car let's talk about this yeah, like, you know begs like, him and, yeah. and all humor this is actually an okay scene until the next part yeah Hogan steps on it and it says I've fallen and I can't get up. An Urkel joke. Are we? Are they for real here? Like what? They had to rip that off. Yeah, I hate when I hated in the early '90s when other people would rip off that one fucking stupid Is Urkel New line. Line Cinema which, somehow connected to like Miller Boyette in some no, weird reason. But remember, that's not even really an Urkel. It's from the Life Alert commercial where the lady's oh, like, right. "I've fallen and I can't get up." 
I've fallen and I can't get up. That's true. So I always forget that Urkel like owned it basically because yeah. he did it too much. <laughs> exactly. So then other people doing it because Urkel did it or the lady did just no, just stop. But I did find this whole scene to kind of be a comedic version of stop. Dave. Yeah, I think that's what they're going. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of this, like, I, I felt like the beginning, Joe, was like, yes, it was a knockoff of Star Wars, but at the same time, it was also like a derivative knockoff of Spaceballs. Yes, like, that's what like, I thought you know more. What I'm saying? Yes. Like, There's yeah. a lot of tributes here, a right. little tips of the cap, a little nods to other things, yeah. which is common for poorly made movies. Right, exactly. I mean, truthfully. Can't think of the jokes on around. We'll just take it from another comedy like Spaceballs Correct. or fucking Urkel. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Urkel. Which Urkel, that's the second double derivative then, because it's like literally like they, they took Spaceballs, which is a derivative of Star Wars, and Urkel's a derivative of the, the old lady. The, the old lady, yeah. I've fallen and I can't get up. Right, exactly. Hogan now wanders over to find a random mime in a box. What is this <laughs> fucking town? Like, seriously, like, what? Why yeah. is this here? And it's nighttime and there's no one on the street. Who is, who is he performing to? Like, they imply that this is that weird main street we walked through before. Mm-hmm. What is this clown show? <laughs> like, what, like, what the fuck is this town? It's late at night. There's it's nothing just, going on. It's just a main street in the middle of, like, some, like, California suburb. suburb right. Like, it, not even, like, the city. It's just like, what? There's right. mines and fucking car, talking car alarms. Like, I don't, what is going on? Very strange. Uh, Hogan, you know, rationalizes with himself that that mine must be in a K7 force field. So right. he helpfully offers to break him out by punching the mime right in the face. Uh, he was good intention. <laughs> and he like literally thinks he helped him. Yeah, like, he wasn't he, trying he, to be mean at all. He was kind of like, you're welcome. Yeah, or whatever. Like, like, happily like, walking yeah. away. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't mean to do that. Right. He thought he was being nice. And the, the I can't believe I laughed at this. The mime's like, maybe I should stick to juggling to himself, which mm. I'm embarrassed. Anyway, Hogan heads into the launch pad with Charlie close behind, and then he gets into his ship, and uh, he's told that he still has 21 days until full charge. Now, I have to say this. I'm not sure, like, what he was <laughs> expecting. The guy on the, like, the R-Zone or whatever, yeah. <laughs> like, he literally told him it would take six weeks to recharge the right. battery. Like, why is he even checking? He's only been there for, like, 24 hours. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? It's like it's like checking your phone after like thirty seconds and you think it's like fully charged. Like I'm right. not joking. Yeah, exactly. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, Hogan sadly leaves. Then as Charlie sneaks in behind him, opens up the ship himself, gets in, has a horrible line. Speaking of derivatives, he's like ET phone home. Like come on, man. Horrible. And he said that like in his great Scott voice, kind yeah. of. You know what I mean? He's very great Scott right. about it. Hogan hears a sound of space guns, but of course. It's coming from the nearby arcade. Yeah, there's a kid playing Afterburner. Very <laughs> yeah. obviously, it's Afterburner. Yep. Uh, so he runs in, and he's he's panicked, Hogan is. He's like, use your phasers, you know? This whole, like, he's giving the kid tips and everything. Yeah, the whole thing is actually fun, and Hulk desperately, like, giving him the tips because <laughs> yeah. like, he thinks it's real. Yeah, it's like, good. He's like, no, 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 do this. Like, uh, hey, just hey, spin it, man. Like, right. he, like, he's talking to the kid like he's his equal, too, which is actually really cute. And the like, kid's ge- saying yeah. it back, like, I can't, I can't yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, he's like, no, use your phasers. And the kid's like, like, no, I'm trying. They failed. Like, you know, like, blah, blah, blah. Use your phasers. I can't. I'm in hyperspace. Then watch photon torpedoes. You're crazy. Try to get some Zork photons to get more power. Impossible. I thought only Zenites could do that. My shields are failing. As unimportant and inconsequential as this scene was to the movie, it was actually really well done. Yeah, I'm not kidding. Good. Hulk was good. Yeah. yeah. Like, it was actually, like, happy and everything. Yeah. So, um... It gets dumb, of course, because Hogan takes a joystick, plays the game so hard that a white flag comes out of the machine. And it actually waves. I'm not joking. Why? That, 
why, why like, do they have to tack that on? Like it was, it was a fine, it was a cute scene. You get it, like it, it's understandable. And right. then they add, like, oh, by the way, the machine can bring a white flag. Yeah. What? That's not how arcades work. No, not that. I, not that I've. Ever I've never played. seen one that actually waved a white flag. If remember, you did too good, like remember when you beat the Simpsons arcade game and a white flag comes yeah, out? It's so dumb. <laughs> so the kids all cheer Hogan for saving the galaxy. Now, why are I must know why are these like six year olds up this late? Like literally, it's like. It looks like a birthday party at like a, a children's arcade, right? Like and and like it's like six to seven year olds, and Hulk's supposed to be out in like the middle of the night. If yeah, you remember. it's supposed to be really like, late. This doesn't make any sense. Like everyone's supposed to be in bed. Yes. Like what <laughs> is this? Just as this feels again like another issue of like the editing. Like they tacked this on like or maybe something. This was the next day, and they combined it all into Hulk's like walk outside at night. You never know. Like it's just really weird. It is. Uh, but Hogan doesn't seem to understand that this was just a game. You know, they're like, yeah, you beat the game. And he's like, game. You know, what do you mean? What do you mean, brother? Thrill to me. Back to Charlie now tinkering around with Hogan's stuff. He finds Hogan's suit, the, the one we keep making fun of, the metal right, armor the suit. suit. Yeah. And he starts putting it on himself. He needs to stop. I know. Like, it's not his shit. <laughs> like, if he's such a good fucking guy, Charlie Wilcox or whatever, <laughs> Doc. Yeah. Like, he needs to stop snooping around I and, like, know. stealing shit. That's not nice. Like, it's like, you know, first of all, he knows it's Hulk's spaceship. Like, he he saw him, you know, like, so what the fuck does he think he's doing? He's just like, I'm going to just go poke around, like, I'm going to break into the ship and take his crap. (laughs) It's like, what an asshole. It's not very nice. At least Hulk was, like, nice enough to pay them to rent the fucking apartment. Good point. You know what I mean? It's, he didn't break in. Yeah, Hogan's not doing anything wrong as a tenant. Right, yeah. There's nothing in the lease that says you can't be from outer space and own a spaceship and have these weird weapons. As far as I understand, in the tenant landlord agreement, you're mm-hmm. allowed to do that. It's really hard to evict people, too, by the way. Right. Now, so. painting without authorization That's is different. That's fucked up. That's really fucked up. You cannot do that. So, no painting. Don't paint. Charlie uses Hogan's special x-ray goggles to see a lady, which this should be as a hooker or an escort. Yeah. A, a lady of the evening, if you will, right? It is the evening, so it's, <laughs> it's her time to be out, right? That's right. They're being taken by these two, like, old, dirty creeps. Yeah, some terrible assholes. <laughs> right. Like, it's just like, man, what a bunch of dicks. Really? And uh, so Charlie now appears on the scene in Hogan's full suit of armor, yelling, Let the woman go! <laughs> in the <laughs> doc voice, of course. <laughs> he then, of course, gets shot by one of these creepies. To no effect. And there you go. There's the, the proof that it's bulletproof. <laughs> but because the suit is heavy, <laughs> yeah. Charlie falls over like in a it. Big puss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the bad guys laugh and they start to take the old lady away as Charlie, you know, fumbles around trying to get the hell up in the suit, flopping around stupidly. He's basically doing the worm, too. <laughs> like, they actually, like, show him doing, like, yeah. the Scotty Too Hottie, like, <laughs> worm. I'm not kidding. Like, in 1991. Now, is the, is the implication because the suit it's like trying to lift him up or right, something, because but he's he's wiggling around too. So and I he doesn't know like, how to use it. Yeah, so he just looks like an idiot, basically. <laughs> That's the net effect. Like, yes. uh, to me, I was guessing he was trying to do a kip up. Is right. my guess. Now, was but he was kip- like laying on his like stomach, so he was doing the worm. Now is it kip or nip? Is it kip? I was. I've heard both. Kip up. I usually call it kip up or nip up. They say nip up too. They do. I, well, honestly, you know that whole nip up thing. I didn't call it that. To me, it was the move that fucking Michelangelo and Ninja Turtles does to like get up. That's what Owen Hart and Brett do at WrestleMania 10 to me. Right, but I saw the turtles do that before I saw wrestlers do it. So that's like, I always thought that was like a turtles move. But is it a kip or a nip? I don't know. It's a Michelangelo get up move. Kip sop. Kip sop. (laughs) Michelangelo sop. (laughs) So he's finally able to maneuver the suit, flies through the air, and it comes crashing down onto the bad guys. Well, it it hurt (laughs) side, so there you go. (laughs) Unfortunately, though, 
He left a little gun on the floor there that allows the Undertaker. Yeah. Remember, he's in this. Don't and, forget about him and his crony uh, to identify where Hogan is. You know, using their space radar. Let's call it. They also now look out the window of their spaceship that they're flying through, and they see that skateboard hurtling through space. Seriously, <laughs> come like, on, man! They're really like calling back their own jokes. Yeah, like you have to admit, like that. That is some like stupid shit now that's juvenile and predictable but right. you know i guess you got to do it for the kids points for the callback to like 10 minutes ago like, you know what i mean <laughs> yeah literally like 10 minutes ago in, right. in movie time seriously right. yeah uh back to hogan's house now where he's happily laying in bed before he hears a ton of noise outside so he runs out there and by noise i mean you know dogs barking kids playing cars, weed whackers, by, cars. yeah, yeah. So he runs out and just yells, quiet, really loud. Now everything gets quiet, right? And then a little cricket chirps. So he yells at that too. <laughs> and I, I literally, it's like, I said quiet. And, I, and like the cricket stops chirping. And I must admit, some of these jokes are actually good. Yeah. Like, quiet. Hey. And that was all that was. The scene, like, right, and it, like, ended. I don't know why this was even in here. This is, <laughs> this is another one just like the, like, him eating dinner with them. Yeah. See, like, there was no purpose to this no. scene other than just to have Hulk, Hulk make a, like, nice little joke here. Yeah, and I had no problem with it. Uh, now he goes over to a little girl who's crying, and that's actually a very young Elizabeth Moss. Really? Yes, it is. That's, what is this, just, like, a one-off appearance as, like, a child actress? Yep. Her yeah. first appearance in anything. Oh, yep. that's cool. Uh, so... She's crying, and Hogan walks up to her, and he's like, what? <laughs> like, all out. It's actually really funny. To help, which of course. is the funny part. Yeah. yeah. What? My cat. Apparently, her cat is stuck in a tree, which, that's sad. I wouldn't want my cat yeah, stuck well, in a tree. it sucks. So, Hogan calmly just reaches up, bends the branch down, but it's not her cat. It's some other cat. So, he lets go of the branch, while, of course, <laughs> the cat gets catapulted, no pun intended, into the stratosphere yeah, or something. Yeah, I guess just like that other thing. The skateboard. It's so stupid. Yep. So, it's so stupid. I like that the girl bitches to him as soon as yeah. she sees it's not, that's not my cat! Yeah. And then she just like, she's like, I'm out of here. And yeah. then like, Oak's like, okay. And yeah. then just like flings it. And then as he's walking away, he mutters, I hate suburbia and just starts walking around more. Why is this movie just Hulk walking around more? Like, this is the majority of the movie. Like, how much of this is him just walking around? With and the again, happy reggae music. This is where I think also, now that I'm like, we're going over it all again. Yep. I realize this, I bet you the kids in the arcade was supposed to be after this the next morning after the cat. Like, and they cut you something. Think? Because why would those kids be in that arcade at night? They, I they just go like, to arcade just, at night. I just mean that it was also supposed to be in like the middle of the night. That's all. Yeah, I know. Because Charlie's family was sleeping, which indicated that it was the middle oh, of the yeah, night. Oh, yeah. Right. That was the indicator we I had. I think they fucked up. And like, yeah. like, the, like the girl with the cat and the kids in the arcade were all supposed to be like the same day. It's possible, Quinn. Yeah. I buy into that theory. Uh, we now cut to an old lady wearing the Roseanne blanket. Uh, I'm <laughs> serious. That? It really was the, like, Roseanne's couch blanket. And they have this, this scene was really stupid. She's squeezing these cantaloupes at a fruit stand outside, and Hogan wanders up, and they're talking about, you know, you, you know when it's ripe, and you touch just you squeeze the cantaloupe and make sure I mean, squeeze. And, like, Hulk actually asks her, it's yeah. like, well, how do you know? How like, do you know? Like, like legitimately, He's, like, he wants yeah. to know. He's being friendly. Yeah. So, um, he squeezes a cantaloupe of his own, of course. He's Hulk Hogan. 
So he squeezes it way too hard, and it shoots all over her, and that's just it. He walks away. And no, she, well, he does the funny part yeah. is he, as it's broken, he's like, oh, this one looks like yeah. he's like all excited, and the old lady's like, what? She's like all confused or whatever. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. So Hogan now keeps walking. He finds the mime again. again it's We're the doing third this. time, so it has to be the end of the joke. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. So he just yells and runs away this time. So yeah, yeah. I think that's the last we're going to see him, I hope. Uh, back to the landing pad now, where Hogan decide- notices that there's bounty hunters after him. Remember, Undertaker's one of those bounty hunters. Right, right. And his stuff has been tinkered with. That was Charlie. And now I have to say, listen, Hulk, you know you have like a month left. You need to just chill with like checking the battery right. level. Because like, he's also checked. He's there explicitly to check the battery le- level, even though he checked it the night before. Right, right. Like, <laughs> it's a good point. It's like the guy told you six weeks. That's like less than 2% probably in like <laughs> right. just a couple of hours if it takes six weeks to fully charge. Right. And folks, if you need to recharge real quick, why don't we take a quick breather here, Quinn, because, you know, we're about halfway through the film, halfway through the review. We want to make sure that you have some time to get some groceries. Yeah, get groceries. A, get a beverage, maybe a milk. Right. Get milk. <laughs> yeah, that's what we get. Maybe a cantaloupe. Yeah. Maybe take a quick break and play a afterburner. Get your cat out of a tree. Get whatever. your cat out of a tree. Whatever you've got to do. So give us a couple of minutes here. When we come back, it is more of Suburban Commando here on OVP's holiday episode of 2019. We'll be back right after this. Once upon a time, my mom and dad got married and lived happily ever after. Yeah, right. Children, this is your modern fairy tale. Would the mother and father of the girl raise your hand, please? Oops, there's another one. Gotta be quick in this family. My dad's almost 40, looks like he's 30, thinks like he's 20, and acts like he's 10. He's fun to play board games with. Right, what? That's news? (laughs) Next, mom meets Keith Powers. He's a rich widower with three kids and two Porsches. The printer broke down again. So I get two stepbrothers. Josh, he's the nice one. And Kurt. <laughs> ah, my beloved stepsister, Corinne. I'm on the phone. And of course, my half-brother, Sam. I tested it for dioxin. That doesn't clog your pores, does it? Meanwhile, back in San Francisco, Dad gets lucky and marries Barbara. Hi, darling. Uh, must be a bad connection. Better. And eventually, I have a half sister, Jessica. Jesse, you remember me. Lucky guess. Meet Stephanie. Hi, everybody. I just did. You're so sweet. What are you doing in this family? I know what you're thinking. We're like the Brady Bunch from hell. Now, nothing just put on my hand. <laughs> but you don't do anything, right, Melinda? I'm a mother. Do you love your daddy? Damn straight. Did you know it's estimated by the year 2000, one out of every three people will be a member of my family? Hi, this is Jameson. Remember me? Yeah, me neither. You're listening to Our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast. It's the best. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to OVP's 2019 holiday special reviewing, of course, Suburban Commando. I'm Joe Morata. Michael Quinn's here, of course. Hi, Quinn. Hello. Hi. What are you thinking so far with this movie? I'm 
oddly okay with this right? movie so far. It's like not the worst thing ever. It's not the worst thing ever. Yeah. It's uh, it's mildly offensive. Yeah, it's got it's, some plot problems, but it's oh, yeah. relatively okay. I think I'm liking it more than I like No Holds Barred. I don't oh, know if that's yeah, this sacrilege, is way better, but, but we'll see if they screw it up. Yeah, we'll have to keep going here. So where we last left off, Hogan has noticed that his stuff has been tinkered with. He was at the la- the landing pad or whatever. So now he storms into Charlie's office, folks, and he is, he's told by the secretary to take a seat. So he re- this is in the trailer, too. So he returns with like an entire bench over his shoulder. Okay, that was good. Like, <laughs> I, I think I remember that from the trailer yeah. also. And I also, even just seeing this for the first time in years, like, I actually laughed you when did? she's like, oh, very funny. Like, yeah. and, like, oh, and, that's funny. And he's just like standing there. And my, my, I think what made me laugh the most is like his face while he's holding yeah, it's the good. thing. Like, he's like making a like sly, like, what a fucking asshole face. Like, and it, it's really funny. It is funny. Yeah. Uh, and then just then, the door uh, to <laughs> to Charlie's boss's uh, office opens, and he wanders out, Charlie's boss does, with those same Japanese business people. Now, I also like how no one even notices Hogan <laughs> standing there with an entire... Like, the, the the Japanese people are there, the boss is there, and the secretary's kind of just ignoring it, but the yeah. boss and the Japanese people don't say a thing about, <laughs> like, this big, gigantic wrestling-looking dude, like, yeah. holding an entire bench. <laughs> yeah. Like, nothing. <laughs> Charlie's boss has a funny line here. He says, Bonsai! <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, he now talks to Charlie about how he needs blueprints, he needs them tonight, and as Charlie is leaving the office, Hogan confronts him in the hallway about touching his shit. Margie, the secretary, we find out her name, she runs over with a gun. Yeah, what? <laughs> Excuse me, what? But Charlie's like, no, no, everything's okay, he's a friend of mine. So they go outside, they head down to Charlie's car on the street. Mm-hmm. Hogan, of course, takes the door off because he's impatient. Yeah, he's like, come on, we gotta go, yeah. or whatever. Like, <laughs> just rips the door off. Just rips the door off and gets in the car. So on the way, we get some exposition here, as Hogan explains that the bounty hunters, remember, that's the Undertaker and his crony, right. they're on their way to Earth because of all of this, because they know where Hogan is now. And by the way, we just need to note, this is the first time Hulk's just talking plainly about what the fuck he even is to Charlie. Like right. and Charlie kind of knows because he's been following him, like that something was up. Like Hogan explains to him also in this same exposition yeah. about like I'm from I'm a space bounty hunter, whatever the fuck <laughs> yeah. I am. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, like, right. This is where all the where all the pieces come together for right. Charlie. Because Charlie sees that there's something abnormal about him that he's got space guns and all right. that shit, and kind of Hulk just fills in the blanks. Yep. Basically, that's like, essentially yeah. what it is. Yeah, they head to the launch pad now or the landing pad. They look for the gun. Before grabbing a homing device that apparently zones in on the exact signal. Yeah, and the funny part about this is, is Doc is all, why didn't we just use this before? Right. right? Because, like, if there's a homing device to right. find the fucking weapon, and he's like, where'd you put my weapon? Yeah. Like, why would he just not use that? And this is all, like, what I was thinking. Yeah. And I swear, it's like the writers knew in the last scene when they, like, went on a car search for yeah. the shit based off Doc's memory that it was stupid. Yeah. Because, yeah, like, why would they even write that in? Right. Yeah, you know I, what know. I mean? It's just weird. It's almost like they're like self-acknowledging how stupid the last piece of scene was. Yeah, because Charlie's like, why didn't we just use that before? And Hogan's like, shut up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's really stupid. Why didn't we just use this in the first place? Shut up. And also, just yeah. one other thing, the homing device, it literally looks like the ghost detecting thing from like Ghostbusters 2. It the is. The one like the ooze thing or whatever. The you PTE know, meter or whatever yeah, it like, is. It's in, the, it's in the second one, I think, specifically. It's the one they use to like find where the the pink shit is in the yeah. store it remember actually, yeah, yeah i do it's actually the same prop it, oh really it is the same it's like prop the exact yes. same thing. that's <laughs> it's really recycled weird. yep uh so they erratically drive all around before arriving at a bank 
where apparently all of the cops have been hit with a freeze gun. Talk, <laughs> talk about freezing your assets. <laughs> Thank you. Also, what is this shit? Like, it's a wonderful life. They're in a savings and loan. Like, I just couldn't believe the savings and loan part. Like, it's like that—that is not what we call banks, even in the 1980s and 90s. It's like they're called banks. Savings and loan is very archaic. It's like a term from like the 30s or 40s. It's like when you said Sears Roebuck. It was like around that time. Yeah, I don't think they call—they've called them that since like the 60s or 70s, maybe. It's where you get your cola out of the ice box. Right, exactly. Uh, There is a nice touch, though, in the Savings Alone as Jingle Bells is playing. And hey, why not? At least it goes with our whole holiday special thing. And you know what? Yeah. There's also might be a third connection there with the Savings and Loan. Because it's a wonderful life. Uh huh. Christmas, Christmas music, music. The Frozen. Right. Do you think maybe that's what they're going like that? That might have played into it a little bit. Either that, or it's a huge coincidence. It, it's a lot of Christmas things all converging at once. Right. And, and this is not a Christmas movie. Yeah. It's really, really weird. <laughs> so Hogan sees that the bank's vault is open and someone's whistling in there. So he goes in to investigate. And no, it's not the bounty hunters. It's actually the two guys, the two horrible assholes from before. Right, which was actually a surprise. I yes. thought it was, of course, going to be the Undertaker, right. right? Like, who else would have the fucking freeze gun? <laughs> I need money. Yeah. So, no, it's the two guys that were, uh, you know, screwing with the hooker before. Now, they're in there bickering about the freeze gun before Ho- Hogan storms in, beats their asses. Charlie, meanwhile, retrieves the freeze gun, but one of the bad guys grabs it and sprays Hogan. Of course. I can't. This line. It's so bad. Hogan (laughs) drinks a vial of antifreeze to counteract the freeze gun. What the shit is this? And of course, Hulk yells, antifreeze, like as it's like spraying on him or whatever. Just so we know. And it's like terrible. And like the fact that if you drink antifreeze at like at the exact moment that you're getting sprayed with the freeze gun that act, it actually like prevents you from being fr- it's just the dumbest I know. fucking thing ever I got ya antifreeze for the amount of smart semi-clever jokes that there are in this movie for yeah. every one of those there's something stupid like this like drinking antifreeze <laughs> yeah. prevents you from being frozen right right it, it doesn't just kill you because no, no. it's like if you drank that shit. It would yeah. be, but then again, Hulk's an alien, so like maybe, maybe true. Maybe the antifreeze trick wouldn't have worked on Charlie. It would have just killed him. It would have killed him, right? Yeah. <laughs> so Hogan Gorilla presses the bad guy through a desk, but of course, in the midst of all the confusion, Charlie is now frozen. Well, he has to be because of the other line. That, yeah. That, that, that the, <laughs> the, only thing, the only thing I know in this movie. Yeah. The best line in modern American cinema. Right. Uh, just now, the Bone Street crew arrives on the scene. <laughs> Seriously, man. <laughs> but Hogan is able to quickly lock them in the vault with just enough time to carry a frozen Charlie out of there. Undertaker and his lackey break through the vault as Hogan drives Charlie out of there, you know, semi-famously from the trailer. Yeah, and I love, again, that they played Christmas music all through this, and basically the freeze gun equals Christmas. Yeah. Like that. Seriously, like yeah. it does. Like, to, the, to, to this movie... If the freeze gun's present, it's like, I'll be home. Like, you know what I mean? That's like, not the song. I know, whatever Christmas song they play, like I'll Hawaiian Christmas or Christmas Hoochie Coo. I don't like fucking know, but like they're playing a Christmas song. Yeah, you're right. Finally, back at the landing pad, Charlie is back to normal, unfrozen, major headache. Hogan uh, tells him that the Undertaker and the crew, they're still here, though. So while Hogan gives Charlie some more exposition, I have to notice... Just have to remind you again how much this bothers me, how long Hogan's hair is. <laughs> it's upsetting. It's yeah. like shoulder length. It's, <laughs> it's really, really bad. It's, it's almost like he's trying to like, I always thought this longer Hogan hair was him trying to 
hide the bald spot, but like cleverly. So you're like paying attention to like his shoulders instead of the top. That's bald. It is. It's a skull. It's a real skull. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's like it's by design. It's like, oh, look how much hair he's got like coming down. He must not really be bald. And then you're like, oh, wait. Like, Hulk Hogan's know. designer skull it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> By somebody at the hair salon was like, nobody will be able to tell you're bald if the hair long goes long. They'll look down. Not they'll, up. Just, they'll just be fascinated by your long locks. Yeah, exactly. They won't look up top and see the barren waistline <laughs> of hair. Anyway, Hogan warns that the bad guys, Undertaker, Bone Street crew, they could actually wipe out the whole town. Yeah, well, no shit. Yeah. Uh, now we cut to a surfing burger. Where the imitation Michelangelo voice is on. There's like, yo, dude, welcome. Again with the voice. Yeah, really. You can check out our totally radical burgers. You know, just shut up. And then Todd's on the side. It's like, yeah, go to WWF Mania. Like, you know, like something like that. Got a tree on my house. Anyway. Uh, in front of this uh, drive-thru window at Surf and Burger is a purple car that has a Just Married sign on it. Yeah, with the cans attached yep. to it, the whole nine. But of course, because funny, it's the Undertaker and Paul Roma, whoever his lackey is in yeah. the car. And uh, Undertaker just has enough of the Surf and Burger Todd Pettengill imitation here. So he shoots the sign before driving away. Back to Hogan and Charlie now, where Charlie tries to get out of this whole thing, yeah. which I thought was funny. He's, He's like, like, fuck this shit. Yeah, He's yeah. like, well, you're a spaceman. Go do your space yeah. shit. Like, you don't need to be, you don't even want to be here. Right. He's all nonchalant. He's like, well, I guess this is a goodbye. Yeah. Like, you just like, bye. Yeah. And Hogan's like, no, I don't do goodbyes. So he tells Charlie that he's got to use him as a decoy. And they're bickering and they bicker and they lead to this one line from the trailer that I love where Charlie's like, I'm your landlord. I bring you an extra bar of soap when you need one. I love yeah, that line. Exactly. I'm just your landlord. I bring you an extra bar of soap when you need it. <laughs> Which is not what a landlord does. But anyway, that's <laughs> yeah, like if you were staying at a hotel and he was like the maitre d' or something. <laughs> yeah, maybe. The but bellhop. Yeah. Yeah. If I called my landlord who lives like three minutes away, if I was like, hey, I need some extra soap. He'd be like, like, what the go fuck get is your, wrong with you? Go to the fucking grocery store, asshole. Move out of my house. Yeah. <laughs> so he also calls Hogan an alien Rambo. What? And, <laughs> and says that everything was fine before you brought your intergalactic grudge match here. And then, of course, the best line. I was frozen today. What a great line. We can turn the movie off. That's now. all that's we were it. here that's, for. That's all we were here for. We've hit the quota. We the two lines I know from the trailer. We've done it. Uh, we've hit them. We've seen them. Now I don't ever need to watch this again. Well, Christopher Lloyd, uh, like you were saying it earlier, he and Shelley Duvall in her own way. Hello, I'm Shelley Duvall. They really are the anchors of this movie. Like, they they're fine. Car- they're carrying Hogan. They're like, tr- no, no joke. <laughs> they're not putting in, you can tell, they're not putting in like maximum effort, but they're trying just, just their enough. Minimal, yep. Just their minimal, like, being in Hollywood forever. Yeah. Like, effort. They're just, like, being professionals. Yeah, they're just like, doing they're it. They're able to just, without even trying, handle this shitty script. Yep. Like, you know what I mean? Yep. And they, they're doing a fine job, honestly. Right. So Hogan's like, fuck it. I'll just do it myself. Unless you can tell me where I can find about uh, 40 pounds of simian crystal. And there it is, folks. Charlie's just, boss. Just as I had, uh, had predicted. Yep. And I swear, I'm, I'm really not lying that I never saw this movie. No, like, I believe I, you. I never saw this movie. Literally, as soon as Charlie's boss said, that's simian crystal and like blah, blah, blah. Like, I was like, well, Hulk Hogan has to recharge a spaceship. <laughs> he needs some kind of material to recharge said spaceship like faster or something. Right. Like, and his boss just happens to have a crystal that they mention the name of what the crystal is. Yeah. Like, like it's just too, way too obvious. Way too obvious. They made it, like you said, very obvious yeah. in the beginning. 
Charlie brings Hogan now to that fancy pants party that his boss is throwing for the Japanese people. Yeah, what a plot device, by the way, because you know, like, this is totally also, it's like, let's watch the big guy wear a tux yeah. and look goofy. Like, you know, like, they always did this. They're like, in these movies, especially in, like, the 80s, like, especially in the 80s, there was always, like, this fascination, Joe, with, like, putting, like, a big burly muscular guy right. in like a fancy tux yep. and like going to a fancy place and it's like real. breaking shit like because he doesn't know his own strength like it's like the whole like it's such a fucking trope even frankenstein's monster wore a blazer right think about that he was smartly dressed i mean like to me this is almost the setup for the old oh, man he's gonna break a table and uh-huh. a pie is gonna fall <laughs> on a lady fucking in like in say- like in like a fucking gown or something you know what i mean like it's like it's like this is always that setup i was gonna say i was getting very much uh three stooges vibes here right. you know what i mean this posh party right. tuxedos black tie when's the pie fight gonna start right, you know exactly very three stooges here so anyway margie the secretary remember her right she tries to hit on hogan you know she's as Charlie Charlie briefly becomes Doc Brown again, and he's like, the crystals! The universe! The universe. <laughs> it's an amazing line. What'd you do that for? The crystals! The universe! Remember? They make it up to the office where Hogan just calmly breaks into Charlie's <laughs> boss's office, and of course, though, uh-oh, there's no more Simeon Crystal Awards in there. Damn! Damn! Yeah, damn, damn. yeah seriously, like that, that should have been said, too. <laughs> so they get down to the parking lot or parking garage to grab the x-ray goggles they find the crystals upstairs in the new wing of the building and that was a long scene of them looking by the way there's yeah. like way too long a time of like them showing like you know goggle view yeah. and it's like they're looking down <laughs> they're looking up <laughs> like like <laughs> it's like <laughs> and it just takes fucking forever <laughs> so like long. wait like for this movie this is like an attorney and i know it's only like probably 30 seconds but 30 seconds in this movie is a long time it is like of them just showing a scene of like this like I don't know, like a crosshair is kind of like moving. It's terrible. It's not good. Yeah. Uh, cut to Charlie's boss now with the Japanese people in the new unfinished wing of the building. He makes, you know, pretty much a general ass of himself as he's been doing the whole yep. time as Hogan and Charlie creep in and Hogan's like, get him out of here. <laughs> Funny line. Charlie tells him that the drawings are in the car, the blueprints, get everyone out of there, you know, go get the blueprints. Meanwhile, Hogan and Charlie bag up all the crystals, but now... Margie the secretary barges in and threatens them with a gun to what put the crystals is, back. What is the deal with this fucking gun? And it's like a cannon. It's like <laughs> a fucking hand cannon. Joe. It's like the Desert Eagle or some shit. Like it is huge. Like it, I swear, she has a fetish I swear they're like they're they're trying to say that she likes big. Things. Love guns, yeah, love guns, love guns. I I don't know, I, body may, guns. May, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but there's reasons later why I think that. Well, so yeah, we'll have to explore yeah. that. Just now, the Bone Street crew arrives on the scene, so Hogan confronts them, and the Undertaker and Jim Powers or whoever that is take yeah. turns bending the steel bar to show how strong they are. You know, they're like right. Mm. It's like a, it's like the kind of rod that's like in a construction. It's like in a wall or something. Yeah, it's like a, yes, exactly. Yeah. So Hogan one-ups them by uh, turning this rod into a bunny. Just for laughs. Like, just very stupid. <laughs> really? He like sternly makes a nice little bunny out of this yeah. metal rod. Uh, he then double chops uh, Tom Zank or whoever this is, sends him through the floor. Meanwhile, Undertaker powers up his boots. This is real. And uh, does a flying spear to Hogan through the wall of the office. Undertaker gets up with a ton of post-its on his face. <laughs> that was pretty good. Before spitting out thumbtacks like projectiles at Hogan. Well, you got the post-its that were tacked in and then all the thumbtacks out there. So it's all that and by the way just seeing that a real person do that because i've only ever seen that in like looney tunes it's like <laughs> spitting out thumbtacks like, you know what i mean 
Yeah, this like, was very cartoonish. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Hogan charges, but runs into a clothesline by The Undertaker. Well, because wrestling. Also, I, can I mention, like, the dialogue here is, like, the worst. Hulk is literally called The Undertaker camel breath. Like, like, what is that? He's just saying stupid. It's, it's almost like after, like, you know, like, when, like, I don't know, Elmer Fudd's trying to catch Bugs Bunny, and, you know, he's mocking him with terrible one-liners. Right. Like, it's like that kind of thing, like, the whole time. Camel breath. Camel <laughs> Missed me, camel breath. Like, you know what I mean, brother. Like, it's terrible. So Undertaker threatens uh, Hogan with a knife, but Hogan jams paper clips into Undertaker's boots, which now proceed to send him through every floor of the building one at a time. Who wrote this crap? Like, know. it's awful. Just now, Joe Gomez, or whoever this lackey is, <laughs> grabs Hogan from the floor, and they fall to the basement. They have a rumble down there, choking by the crony and a shoulder block. They rumble on the floor a little bit more as Undertaker is still flying through every floor, winding up in the ladies' room with a toilet around his neck. Because, of course, he does, Joe. Because, again, this is, again, the whole fancy pants party. This is part of it. It's yes. like the ladies are like, oh, my! And they're, like, running out. And oh, like, heavens! Yeah, heavens to Betsy! And, like, as, like, the Undertaker just kind of storms out of the ladies' room. With a toilet around yeah. his neck. Yeah. Which, again, that's just slapstick, right, essentially. Exactly. It's just a very old plot device. And it's funny, though, that it's the Undertaker of all people. Right, you know, exactly. Of all it's people. Very stupid. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe he's in this movie. <laughs> Isn't that funny? I'm glad you didn't know that. It made I had me no fucking idea. And yeah. it's, like, straight up, like, definitely 1990 Undertaker. Oh, like, yeah. It, like, with the terrible hair and, like... <laughs> Well, it just the varnished it, hair. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Back in the basement, Hogan lands a knee, but he gets Irish whipped into the elevator panel by the crony here. The elevator comes crashing down and it hurts that guy. Of course, <laughs> the Undertaker is in the elevator and Hogan, who is hurt now, can only say, oh, what is this? A tag team? Got to put a wrestling line in there. <sighs> yep. Undertaker utters his best line ever that he's ever said in anything in a nice little kid's voice. He says, you're a dead man, Ramsey. What? <laughs> like, talk about not speaking role. Like, yeah. they even, like, dubbed his voice. Yeah. just to, and, and just for comedic effect, he sounds like a little baby. Yep. Undertaker charges. They get into a rumble on a rolling cart now, which is powered by the Undertaker's boots or something. And I swear at one point they played Doinks music. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. It's like... Dun, 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 dun. They do. Yeah, it's, it's bad. It's real. Uh, Hogan hangs onto a pole, though, which causes them to spin around in circles on this cart before Undertaker comedically crashes through the wall like wily Coyote. It's terrible. You know? You know, yeah. like when Roadrunner, you yeah. know, all oh, that. oh, I know, you know, yeah. I, I know. This is very like you're right. It's totally Looney Tunes. It is, yeah, and it's not necessarily a bad thing. No, uh, because it is a kids movie at the end of the day. Yeah, like, it is, and at the beginning of the day, yeah, at the, and, and throughout in the, mid, the day, middle of the day, yeah. overnight, at maybe. lunch, yeah. It's 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 definitely a kids movie. Afternoon nap. Yeah. Uh, back to Charlie's boss, who's still making an ass of himself, like trying to buy time you with know, these Kenichiwa Japanese people. Plans, yeah, blah, blah, literally, blah, blah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I know about our architecture, whatever he said, you know, right (laughs) back in the car. Charlie tries to convince Hogan to stay for a while. See a doctor. He's hurt, but Hogan won't have it. He asked Charlie to make sure there's no traceable devices left behind before saying thank you and wandering off back home. Now back at Charlie's house, the Mm -hmm. Wilcox household, if you will. Jenny has locked up for the night. Lights are out. It's it's late. Shelly Duvall and Shelly Duvall. Hello, I'm Shelly Duvall. But someone quickly unlocks the door and starts wandering around. My guess is Darth Dinosaur. Again, this is like, uh, this is a, this was a complete guess at this point, right? You've never seen like, this. Like, I've never seen this movie ever. Right. Well, meanwhile, Charlie is shown arriving home, right? Yeah. Pulling up to the driveway. And he sees his front door slightly open, so he runs in to investigate. And yes, Quinn, it's General Souter. Exactly. Darth Dinosaur. <laughs> I fucking knew it. Like, 
You're ahead on this one the whole time, man. Like, in all seriousness, I was writing, like, I literally, like, wrote all my notes as I was, like, experiencing yeah. it, just, like, my thoughts. That's how you always do and, it. And, like, literally, like, I, I, it didn't even, like, even though we saw him fucking blow up in, in the middle of space and right. should be fucking dead. Right. Like, I was just like, there's no, it's impossible. He's got dinosaur hand. Like, why? Yeah. They never addressed it, right? <laughs> it's like they are looking for that one big shock. But, mm-hmm. again, they already blew it because they never followed through on the dinosaur hand. So it's like they needed to, there needed to be conclusion there. You, you, know? <laughs> you really care about the dinosaur hand, don't it's you? It's important. Well, there's more dinosaur hand coming your way in a yeah. minute, folks. So Charlie now has to explain everything to Jenny. This is so funny. Yeah. He explains everything very quickly. And she hilariously says like, Charlie, this is serious. Yeah. See, Shep's an alien warrior who foiled this man's attempt at ruling the universe. Charlie, this is serious. <laughs> Again, Shelley Duvall is fucking amazing in this movie. Yeah, she really is. Also, this story sounds fucking crazy. <laughs> the way he explains it, yeah, yeah it's really yeah. funny. And she's just like, okay, yeah, like, I believe you. This is serious. Yeah. <laughs> Suter, uh, or excuse me, Dinosaur Hand, brandishes a gun now while we cut over to Hogan, who's back at his landing pad. Un- unfortunately, Charlie had no choice but to lead Suter there. You yeah, know? It, it, it's assumed that when he came out of like, with the with the gun or whatever yeah. that you know we're supposed to assume okay so he took the family hostage and brought them to the fucking place yep so fair enough no, I mean, no explanation needed no, no no reason to show the family driving there <laughs> have hilarious scenes of suitors speed up that it's would like, have been funny though or, or he's like hit the boosters or like you know what I mean like how he was like piloting his spaceship he's like giving commands from like the the passenger seat that actually would have been funny yeah well <laughs> Maybe it was already in the movie again because yeah, remember, they cut it, yeah, bastard. I like that we're making up that they cut all this good stuff. They out. might have though. Like it's not even like I could totally see Suter in the passenger seat, family in the back, yep. and Suter's like, or maybe maybe Suter saying stuff like hit the fucking light speed and yeah. like all this stuff, and then he's maybe saying he he tells them to stop at the surfing, <laughs> yeah. like and I'm hungry, get some. Like you where's know, like, your door? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like just or all the, this dumb shit. Or the old colonels out there like <laughs> mackling them or yeah. something, and the colonel. Said the, he tells the colonel his the Darth tells the colonel his rank and maybe right. like the colonel said man these things so like, really <laughs> it's like you're like a general aren't you we need to release a director's cut of this and, yeah, and like get this the, lost footage <laughs> we're, we're making the movie better we're rewriting it yeah. folks anyway Hogan gets into his ship now as Suter grabs Charlie's daughter gives him ten, 10 seconds to come out of the ship who's only been in the movie like once, once. yeah the whole time <laughs> dad like, go to work <laughs> like, we're supposed to have some attachment to Charlie's daughter from that like four seconds that she told him to go to work at the beginning. So dumb. You're right, though. Yeah. There's no reason to care about these stupid kids. Yeah. So anyway, Hogan puts the ship on self-destruct mode, and he comes out. And he's all, sometimes you gotta lose to win. Like, what? What does that like, mean? How do you, how do you lose? What? What is, what is he talking I about? I don't understand. Anyway, Suter lets Charlie and his family get out of there. That's nice of him. As Hogan and Suter stand off, and Suter gives a typical, you know, evil monologue, you know, overacted he tells his like whole plan, yep. the whole nine, like the Bo- James Bond style. Yep. It's like, and then I'm going to put you in a tank of sharks that have <laughs> lasers on their heads. Like the whole, like that kind of thing. And then I'm going to read you really bad jokes. So, yeah, you know, just- you're, basically he's telling him, like, I'm going to make you die. Like, and it's going to be like, you're going to suffer through the death. It's yeah. not going to be instant and blah, blah, blah. You know, one of those bombastic, just scenery chewing things were yeah. just terrible. But thankfully Hogan has a great line. He's like, so this is how you're going to do me in. By boring me to death with speeches? <laughs> I didn't like that. How fitting, then, that your death will be the catalyst that starts my rebuilding to ultimate power. So this is how you're going to do me in. By boring me to death with speeches? 
again it's like it's <laughs> also like very self-referential yeah like it's like the again the writers like know they know yeah <laughs> they do yeah how do you write this and think it's good yeah. you're doing this to make money yeah there's no way around I mean, it at the same time it's also it is a comedy it's not supposed to actually be an action movie so they can get away with kind of like mocking action movies yeah it's a bit of farce yeah it's a little farcical kind of a parody, right if you will. in a sense yeah. yeah a little bit charlie meanwhile parks his car in front of a mini mart which yeah. is random tells his family to get out he's got to go back and help hogan so we go back to Suter acting like an idiot, like intentionally shooting around Hogan, yeah. but not at him. He's kind of making like the amateur mistake as in wrestling, like putting his head down. Essentially, <laughs> it's like the equivalent of it. Like a car after roll. Com- Yeah, after he comes back from an Irish rip. Like it, it's real. Like he's basically like, he's just getting way too confident. Yeah, he's like, over cocky. Uh, it's like, oh, I can like toy with him and make speeches and do all this. Yeah. I got him right where I want him. Yeah, right? exactly. Like, Can't do that though. Why would you, why this guy has like, beaten you at every turn like right. why would you even fu- why would you just not fucking shoot him in the head with the laser like, with the laser gun yeah. yeah just like quit screwing around yeah it's like fuck stop fucking off like you know what i mean it's just i hate when bad guys do this they always do it yeah it's true now charlie all of a sudden comes crashing through the wall in his car kind of like the delorean when it crashed through yeah. that barn or great whatever scott great scott but the pierce hogan has been shot he's down and out Mm. So Charlie calls Suter a son of a bitch and begins to... <laughs> it really ch- upset him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And begins to choke him. But Charlie puts on Hogan's armor and punches him right in the balls. <laughs> I'm so dumb. <laughs> that was so stupid. So what happens now? Of course, it makes Suter turn into that alien dinosaur thing again. Yeah, and actually, it's more Swamp Thing. Yeah. This movie is so weird. Like, it literally looks like a cross between Swamp Thing and, like, Predator. Yeah, or Predator something. a like, little it's bit. Like, it's so where it's again it feels like a reused costume oh it's a terrible costume yeah, too. from like something else though. it probably is yeah. yeah so just so you know folks except for the hand he was still like in his normal old bald bad guy form right up to this point right yeah. now it's like his whole skin ripped off or yeah. something just from getting hit in the balls which is weird but right. like and so, he's basically like a swamp creature or something <laughs> swamp I don't, thing swamp predator great. creature thing like, yeah like it's weird did you ever have any swamp man action figures I did. Um, my few. friend had the Swamp Thing figure. We used to play with it. We used to mix them up in the in the right. Like, remember the 1980s Swamp Thing? It was yeah. like, or maybe it was that 1990 or 91? That movie was fairly popular briefly. Yeah, it like, was. They made swamp- I never got to see the movie because my parents said it was like too scary I didn't or see something. It um, and I've always actually, it's funny. Maybe I got to go rent that or to, over the Christmas break here because I I've always wondered like, what is that movie even like? like I've never seen it. It's probably, you could probably rent it for like three bucks on the internet. Yeah. I had the one that where he was all brown, and if you put him in the freezer, his chest turned brown, but as it warmed up, it turned green. I had that one. It was kind of cool. And Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing. Disgusting, right? It's supposed to be gross. Supposed to be gross. Kids liked gross things in the 80s. Still do now, don't they? Gak and shit like that. Gak was awesome. Yeah, it was. Flom. Flom. I had Flom. Now, Flom, you could put it in in like a fish tank, and it would like turn into something like underwater. Did it? I never did that. I thought that's what Flom was, or am I thinking of another goo? substance i don't know they had a bunch of these like gack like things and it's like if you put water on some of them did some of them change colors really? like yeah there was also because i remember that right especially on nickelodeon a lot because i was like a big nickelodeon viewer there was like a zillion different types of some kind of like sticky goo thing that did a different thing and there yeah. was some that you put underwater and it like expanded up. yes uh, there was some that got it got hard underwater like it actually turned really? solid underwater like they just weird chemical reactions and science and stuff gak was the flagship though yeah gak was <laughs> was standard though that was, GAC the main was just like it was just one color and it was just kind of gooey it was and stuff. good like, i yeah. loved gak yeah 
So there's a, a minute 15 left on the self-destruction countdown clock on Hogan's ship here. So Hogan with some big rights, but he gets tossed into the bar as we go down to 48 seconds on the clock. The alien with a double thrust as there's 33 seconds left. And Hulk is no match for this thing, oh, by yeah. the way. I must note, he's getting his ass whooped. It's, it's like, like Andre just choking the shit yeah, out of him. Yeah, it's like finally like they they put into the movie that Hulk is like he's met his match. Like yep. this fucking Swamp Thing thing, there's a reason he was scared of this shit. Yep. Like Because like this motherfucker could just beat the shit yep. out of him. Like, Absolutely. So Hogan snaps a power cable in half and he thrusts it into the alien as there's 17 seconds left. Hogan carries Charlie out of there at the one second mark as the whole building explodes. And it's like a classic 90s explosion. Like way too yeah. big. Like you could tell they sit, they all their pyro budget was wasted on this right. fucking thing. Like they're like that they like found a building in LA that needed <laughs> to be demolished and they're like we're going to fucking like blow it up. We're going to invite a crowd to watch it blow up. You like think that's it what like, it was? I think that's how they usually handle these things. Is Sometimes. that if they gotta blow up some shit and film it, it's probably like an event. <laughs> I bet you this happens all the time in California. I it's don't like, know. Come watch this old building explode because demolitions are generally like you, you, they do that in other places, <laughs> like buildings that they need to like tear down. It's like an event. If you live where there's been a demolition recently or upcoming, please <laughs> let us know. Send that to Ogden, Utah. Charlie's family arrives on the scene. Everyone's okay. So now we go back to <laughs> Charlie's boss's office. It's now daylight, and Charlie's boss is still stalling the Japanese people this whole time. Yeah, he's making, like, Godzilla jokes and shit. Yeah. It's like, he's, like, reaching for, like, Regis jokes here. Like, that, all the ones he can think of, like, yep. Toyota, like, Honda. Columbia Pictures. Right, exactly. Anyway, Charlie wanders in all disheveled, the plans in hand, and he gets yelled at by Charlie's boss for incompetence. So he quits. Good. I like know. He should. I know. Like, look at all this bullshit he's been through. <laughs> now, I, I didn't note this here, but uh, before we leave Charlie's boss, it's the last we're going to see with of him. Yeah. This was um, played by Larry Miller, who was a comedian. This guy looks so funny. I've seen him in a million things. Yeah. He, he's actually a very good friend of Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, yeah. And in the Seinfeld episode, The Doorman, he is the doorman. Ah. Well, what are you doing here? You're supposed to be gone. I traded shifts with the night doorman. He had some personal affairs to attend to. You see, my fellow doorman and I watch out for each other. We don't stab each other in the back like people in your world. Now, the thing about him uh, is he was actually good in this. Like, he's funny. He's okay. He, he does what he yet. should, what he's expected to do. You know what's weird is, like, he's kind of a dick for making Charlie work, but they don't make him... He, his character also doesn't act like he knows everything. That he's. It's more that he's, like, ungrateful for, yeah. like, how much... Charlie does for him. He's pompous, right. but he's not like he doesn't seem to be a total asshole, and he doesn't think he's a know-it-all. I guess not because he explicitly like is covering when he doesn't know it all. Right, right, you know right. What I mean, so That's it's fair. just a very weird like middle ground for this actor. Right. Yeah. Back to the suburbs now, where all the kids are hanging out with Hogan. Hogan all happy in the Zubas. <laughs> like, good lord, that outfit. Like, it, like seriously, it is Zuba pants. It is. Uh, lord Crane Kid arrives now with his skateboard. A new skateboard. And Hogan is, of course, all heroic on it now. And then offers him his own skateboard. This is such a 90s kids movie, by the way. Like, <laughs> yeah. why is this shit even here at the end? Yeah, we didn't need this scene. Yeah. yeah. Honestly. Seriously. <laughs> uh, he then passes by a cat in a tree. Same little girl again, Elizabeth Moss. And uh, she's like, my cat, my cat. And he's like, again? Are you sure? Are yeah. you positive? Right. And he bends down the branch again, but the girl grabs onto it this time and launches herself through the air. So Hogan runs, makes a save, catches a girl, and, tell, and tells her to get a goldfish. Okay, can I ask one question about what? that? Why didn't she go through the stratosphere? I don't know. 
I don't know. Maybe he was like controlling his own strength. I don't. Possibly. It's very odd. And what even is this epilogue? By the way, like, why, why are we, we taking up loose time ends? to do this? Like, it's so stupid. It's like Hogan's farewell to all the this neighborhood again, kids. It makes me wonder if this was supposed to be in like some other part, like with the afterburner video game part. No, and all this that. seems like it'd be the ending, right? I it's don't just, know. Like, yeah, it, I think so. Very, there's a, way too much Hogan walking around. There's a lot moment. of walking. Yeah, like we've seen, yeah. <laughs> Hogan walks around a lot here. Anyway, Charlie and his family now see Hogan off, and of course. Who's in the spaceship with him but Margie the secretary? Yeah, I actually thought that was totally random. She literally was like, I got the hots for Hogan for like one fucking second. Yeah. And it was like, he didn't even acknowledge it. Not even Charlie didn't even really acknowledge it. Right. Nobody did. <laughs> but like, I don't understand. Was he here? Because remember, it only it takes six weeks and they did all this shit in like a week. Yeah, like, what happened? Did he have to like? Did he have to stick around for like five more weeks? So he just like I don't know, banged Margie or something. Like I, I'm <laughs> he serious. Like, banged. yeah, like I'm, I'm just saying. Like, are we just supposed to assume that? Well, I accomplished my mission. I had to wait around for five more weeks. Let's so have I some just, sex. So I just had some sex with Margie like the whole time. Like I'm not joking. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Charlie and his family uh, happily say goodbye, and Charlie and Hogan have a nice handshake, and they watch Hogan's ship take off as Shelley decides to look stupid for just the ending here, which is weird because she looked like normal the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, she was rather for her anyway for Shelley Duvall. Hello. I'm Shelly Duvall. Cut now to Charlie again racing that same lady at the same red light, but guess what? I know what, because I already predicted it. He wins! Of course. And then he happily gets out of the car and shoots the traffic light down. Which, which is weird, and I will only say this, because didn't Hogan warn him, like, don't do this shit because bad guys can, like, yes. find you? Like, he just spent the whole time getting killing the bad guys who found the first gun that went off. Like, right. what if he shoots it again? Aren't other gonna, bad guys going to come? Like, they're like, <laughs> oh, Rip is there, or whatever his name is. <laughs> like, what, Richard, whatever his name is. I don't know. But like, I love it when you don't care about the names. It's so funny. It doesn't funny. matter. But the point is, is that, like, I just think that it was, like, really stupid at the very end that, like, after this whole fucking ordeal, <laughs> right. that he would shoot off the gun, maybe triggering some other enemy right. to, like, go kill Earth. Why would he even leave the guns there? He said he didn't want to do that. I know, but he did anyway. Uh, maybe just for a souvenir or something. <laughs> I don't know. So they remember. And that's, but what's weird is that's literally the end of the movie. And yeah. we roll credits for like five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't watch all the credits. I didn't but either. They, they, nothing they happened. Said, yeah. I skipped through it and nothing happened. Literally nothing. No. There was like a pull away shot, like vacation though, at the very end of, of the like, highway, of the highway, like yeah. with the family, like driving away or something like it was fucking very like, weird going places or something. <laughs> don't bring up going places. We made it this whole show. Now you're going to bring them more Miller Boyette. <laughs> I mean, it just it's, it feels it feels <laughs> apropos. <laughs> and that's it. That's the movie. And honestly, I look, look. There's no way to classify this as good. Okay, like oh, in, no, not at all. In terms of its story or any overall drama or any overall acting, except for Lloyd and Devon. I mean, they like we said, they do the bare minimum they need to to anchor this. Yeah, I mean, Christopher Lloyd and Shelley Duvall are really good. Hello. I'm Shelley Duvall. Yes, they are. I agree with you there. And there's really nothing here that generally would get a movie good reviews, you know, critically. No, I mean, the plot is terrible. It's terrible. It's there, there's no Hogan does nothing really. He doesn't right. have a lot of lines. No, he does a lot of walking around. <laughs> like, Lots, honestly, it's so much walking. It's like fucking Lord of the Rings or something. Right, with the walking. I honestly feel like that's a good way to use him, though. Right. Because in No Holds Barred, he does a lot more acting, mm -hmm. and Hulk Hogan's not a good actor. Well, he shouldn't do that. <laughs> right. I mean, we've learned that. So he's very limited here. But I will say this. It was definitely not hard to watch. It's 90 minutes. It was not as bad as No Holds Barred, without question. No, no, no it yeah. wasn't. 
And honestly, I was surprised. It had like a few legitimate funny things. I really legitimately yeah, it had, laughed. It, had, it just it had a lot of good one-liners that were just kind of like, oh, yeah, the writers just did good here. A couple of but good yeah, jokes, yeah. right? A lot of bad ones, too. Don't a get me wrong. A lot of bad ones, but like some decent ones in, in between, which kind of like made up for it. Right. And there, there was no emotion. Like I never, you know, there was no investment in any Again, of the characters. Other than Christopher Lloyd and Shelley Duvall. Hello, I'm Shelley Duvall. Yes, I agree with you about yeah. Shelley Duvall. Hello. I'm Shelley Duvall. But yeah, I mean, you never felt like Hogan was really, there were any stakes or anything like that. There was no real drama. It was just, it was just a weird, kind of funny, poor, poorly made movie. I mean, that's all I've got to say about yeah, it. My, my final analysis was strange movie, but not half bad. Right? Like, surprisingly. <laughs> yeah. And maybe this is Hulk's best movie, I want to say. I can't think of like. We're not counting Rocky Three as a Hogan he, movie, not, right? He's not really in that. Just movie. a character. He's, just, in it. he's like for in the movie for like literally a scene. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I thought it's it's a it's what makes a movie. It has all the elements that make a movie better than No Holds Barred. No Holds Barred though it has a lot going on in it. This I'm is very say flat. This is the best Hogan movie because there's no fucking way that that surf ninjas thing that he cut his hair for is better than <laughs> this. Like it's impossible. And, yeah. and and maybe Mr. Nanny or whatever he's the better in. I can't tell. We'll oh have to, god, I haven't seen that in forever. They're, they're, so Hogan movies usually are holiday special kind of joints. I mean, so, we'll I have mean, to do another one time. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> now that that's done, folks, we hope you like that. I just want to take a moment to thank you guys here as we wind down the year, and it is the holiday season. Yeah. Thank you guys for being with us for over three years. Whether you've been listening for a long time or not, we really do appreciate having people that make it a point to listen to our show. Uh, every single Monday or whenever you get a chance to. We really do appreciate that. We appreciate the people that contribute on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Something we never would have expected is to have a you know an audience that makes it a point to listen to OVP. And I really do mean that. Thank you very much for being with us. And I'm sincerely wishing everyone out there a, a happy and healthy holiday season. Whatever you celebrate, if you celebrate anything, I know it can be hard sometimes for some people during this time of year. So hopefully we've been able to brighten it up a little bit for you. Yeah, and I just want to thank everyone for the year, too. Um, there, we've seen some kind of a lot of growth with this show. Yes. Over the last year, we're approaching some milestones with listen, listenership. Yep. And um, we'll just keep on keeping on. And we're super grateful. You guys, just the passionate, you know, I'm still amazed the the passionate fans on the group week yeah. to week, every week, every release. You guys are there. Some of you new people on Twitter. Yeah. I mean, just like you are just. You're all over the show. You guys keep it alive. You you let your friends know. You spread the word. And sometimes we haven't even asked you to. And right. You, and you do it. Right. And, and it's just kind of an honor. And it, it, it's just, it's really cool. It's a cool thing to do. And, you know, sometimes doing the show, it can be a little tough at times. But, yeah. you know, you guys make us think like, man, we got to keep going. Because, you know, it's just, it's just. It's just kind of like a symbiotic relationship, kind of. It is. I agree with yeah. you there. You know, we we want to do it for you guys. We want you guys to be entertained, as we've always said, and we will always mean this. We're not doing this for money. If we happen to make the money along the way with Patreon and stuff, that's great. But we do this because we know it entertains people, entertains right. us too to do the shows. Oh, Don't yeah. get us wrong. Yeah, of course we get some kind of. Uh, yeah, we love doing it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, we thank you guys very much, and we wish you a very good week ahead. 
Next week, of course, we will be back. Our regularly scheduled programming is episode number 159. And that's a part two on the review course. Yes, Gwen, that's because we're going to be doing the War to Settle the Score, MTV's second special with the WWF. We will also be doing another mid-carter, and it'll be the final Royal Rankings of the season. So that'll be next week. Uh, Don't forget, Survivor Series 88 is out right now. If you want to hop on Patreon.com slash OVP Podcast on the $5 tier, it's there. We've got 1983 coming out in a little bit. But thank you guys again. Happy holidays. And until next time, I'm Joe Morata. That's Michael Quinn. And we are out of here. See ya. Charlie Wilcox is having a bad day. But help is on the way. And his name is Chef Ramsay. I'm here to rent the apartment. Suburban Commando. Honey, it's for you. It's Hulk Hogan, like you've never seen him before. Skateboarding, child raising, crime fighting. It's the mailman. Charlie Wilcox has just discovered the solution for all life's problems. Leave a message or take a seat. Said, take a seat. Funny. That's real funny. Sometimes I just get carried away. I'm just your landlord. I bring you an extra bar of soap when you need it. To be the target for intergalactic bounty hunters is a little out of my life. I was frozen today. Hulk Hogan. What a nervous guy. Christopher Lloyd. Suburban Commando. You got any idea what we're going to do to you? You're going to pound my face. What are you, nuts? This is the 90s. We're going to see you.